I didn't think there'd be vampires on campus. We must have been at about 40,000 feet when it happened. <gasps> what was that? You are the Slayer. One girl in all the world. Did anybody say that? Yeah. Guess what? I feel better. Guys, where are we? Hello, Pat. Hello, Sammy Joe. Welcome, kicking and streaming listeners, to episode <laughs> 86 wow. of this podcast. Such presentation coming from you this week, Sammy Joe. I love it. Yeah. A well, plus it's, for it's presentation. It's because I just made a lot of candles in my office earlier, and it's, it's... The fumes are getting to your head. The fumes are getting to my head. <laughs> <laughs> and it's my my create candle yeah so it's like uplifting citrus scents and um yeah it's amping me up yeah yeah plus we were singing a little bit before recording speaking right. of which how about our album drop a eh, pat yeah that album it's it's flying off the shelves we can't keep it in stock i can't three believe it. three cd compact disc three. set <laughs> I love how in your in your commercial you call it three compact CDs. Yeah. CD stands for compact. Sammy I know. <laughs> I know. Compact that's disc. Exact, that's exactly why I did it, three though. Three compact it's like when CDs. People, <laughs> it's like when people say ATM machine. Oh, yeah. You know? Right. So I just had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of fun, probably too much fun putting together that that yeah. video. If you yeah. haven't seen it, listeners, it wonderful. <laughs> go to our YouTube channel or Instagram or yeah. our Facebook, any of these. And, right. uh, and clear the next four minutes. <laughs> clear the next three minutes and 45 seconds. Yes. And, you know, make sure you're not sipping on a beverage because right. you will... Spew purposely it. drown yourself <laughs> <laughs> wow it's not that bad it's funny <laughs> i will tell you though yeah i i showed it to dave uh-huh later that day because like you know i had shown it to you and you gave like you helped me out with part of it <laughs> um and then <laughs> you know and you laughed and it was fine yeah i also hadn't final like totally finished it obviously right. it was still a little bit rough when i showed it to you but i was like i can't wait to show this to dave because the payoff right is gonna be great yeah and he did not disappoint he yeah. was crying laughing so hard he was so, just rolling around he yeah loved he it. was he Boy, loved it what a good hubby <laughs> he's a great hubby well he had so also supportive. like <laughs> he had also just i don't know how it came up in conversation but very recently in conversation those types of cds like the cd compilations yeah of like loved like greatest love songs came up in conversation with us yeah so it's fresh on the mind so it was fresh yeah <laughs> so timely references yeah so yeah. anyway i'm cool. proud proud yeah. of that probably my best work. work all year it's your masterpiece you know? It's my masterpiece. 2022. <laughs> <laughs> this year wasn't a wash after all. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. What's new with your life? Not besides much. our sweet album drop. Yeah. How was your uh, trip up north here? We we missed each other. I was in Norway and we passed like ships in right. the night. Yeah. Uh. But uh, how was how was your trip through the woods? Past it was grandmother's good. house. Yeah. Well, it wasn't past my grandmother's house, well, but it was past uh, my mom's, and she's technically oh. a grandmother. So 
Yeah, I guess it technically was past my grandmother's house because I, yeah, I guess I Checks had to out. drive past where I grew up slash my Nana lived. So <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it was nice. It was, you know, we didn't really have anything planned. It was just kind of, we went up for my sister-in-law's 30th birthday. Mm-hmm. So she's a little baby. She's a youngin. She's only 30? Yeah. I mean, I don't mean it like she looks older or nothing like that yeah i just mean you know in the grand yeah in this grand scheme of like my group of friends that's young yeah right um yeah my because my brother's 31 so right right um but yeah it was very nice we just went to a couple of breweries and cider places she's she's the same we have kind of the same taste when it comes to alcoholic beverages don't like ipas or most beers just like sours and ciders <clears throat> oh yeah is it ipa yeah mm-hmm. mm. Mm. okay want to take well, that again <laughs> no i don't because my okay. husband used to work at a brewery so yeah. i know you're shitting me pat <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay all right you caught me sammy I joe i think you're a i think you're a p a, a pia a pia pain a, in my ass okay i think it's pita pita is what you're looking for that's pain in the ass right or a pima. you're just a, a pain in ass <laughs> pain in ass <laughs> you are grand That's pain you. in ass that is me yeah <laughs> but yeah it was a good time all right yeah nice had some good food good food you didn't you didn't uh stop at the ben and jerry six dollar tour this time no you passed right by that you yeah, didn't want to go see they, what kind they didn't of mystery flavor awaited in the tiny little <laughs> Dixie cup at the end? <laughs> they give you a good size scoop, okay? A, a scoop? I mean, it's a big scoop. Yeah, for, for little ones like you. Listen, I'm I'm the kind of person who goes to an ice cream shop these days, and I'm yeah. like, can you give me like half the kitty oh, size? Oh, my goodness. Because it's too much ice cream, and I can't handle oh, it. And then we get can't home. I don't finish it. I put it in the freezer. It's impossible. And three weeks later, Dave is like, are you still going to eat this? And I'm like, yeah. And then another six weeks goes by, and then he's like, I'm eating your ice cream, there damn it. There's no ice cream I cannot finish. Yeah. I'll just put it down. You know, I mean, I just get I just get stomach aches after if I yeah. eat too much, you know, like the like the really rich ice cream, you know, the good yeah. farm fresh. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I get, you know, if I get like a, you know, I don't know, ice cream from an ice cream, ice cream, ice cream from. <laughs> no, if I get like, you know, a what is it? Pint, a quart of Pint? gallon. Quart. <laughs> What's <laughs> Half what's gallon? the si- what's the size that they give you let you get like at the grocery store? Um I should know this, right? Cuz I make cosmetics and I'm constantly yeah. dealing with that kind of stuff, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, Honestly, don't know. our system of measurement doesn't make any fucking sense. It's a quart? So Let's go with a quart. Yeah, okay. Pints a pound a world the world around. Sure. Okay, so it's bigger than that. It rhymes, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I can eat more of that, but like the stuff farm, like farm fresh. The heavy. Ice cream. Yeah, I can't do ice that. Ice cream heavy. Can't handle it. I'll have like a couple of bites and then I'm like, okay, I'll save this for later. Right. And you're like, moo, moo, buckaroo, I'm out of here. Three, me- three months later, Dave eats it. It's still in the freezer <laughs> and we need room. <laughs> wow. So that's okay. my story about ice cream. <laughs> All right. I loved every second of it. 
Um, yeah. All right. Well, what do you say? Shall we uh, get into a couple of shows here by the names yeah. of Buffy and Lost? First, I want to say I really love the synergy of what's happening this week with our episodes because the Buffy episode is titled Triangle. Mm-hmm. And the Lost episode is The, the Shape, Shape of, of Things, things to, to Come. come. <laughs> oh, yeah. Crossover. Shapes. I was like, I was like too funny too funny they're also in the ocean so it's kind of like a bermuda triangle of sorts you know yeah things well, get lost. they are lost and people can't yeah, find them so exactly triangle shape yeah. of things to come wow wow mind blown that's just it they're in my- the B- bermuda triangle yeah well you just blew my head sammy joe <laughs> <Just blew your laughs> <head. laughs> uh, you're welcome all right. for that all right let's get into buffy let's get into buffy So this week, we watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Season 5, Episode 11, Triangle, as previously Mm -hmm. mentioned. Mm -hmm. Uh, The original air date was January 9th, 2001. So the last episode was still in December. I think it was December 19th or something. Okay. uh, 2000. So we're after Christmas break, a couple weeks later, into the new year, this episode. Another crossover. This is uh, the Lost episode was also after a break. Oh, yeah. You told me because of the writer strike, right? Uh, possibly. Yeah, but it, yeah. it's not a new year, is it? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Okay, so this episode was written by Jane Espenson and directed by Christopher Hibbler. Hibbler? Your well, Hibbler. Like uh, Hibbard? Like... Uh, Dr. Hibbert? Nibbler? And uh, The Simpsons? No. You never watched The Simpsons? Yeah, I did, but like, you know, not religiously. Dr. Hibbert. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Okay. Well, it's the doctor. That's all you okay. got to know. <laughs> what is he a doctor of? Of humans. Oh, so he's like a jack of, jack of all trades type yeah. of doctor. Yeah, exactly. Hey, we never talked about that jack of all trades. Yeah, jack. we did. I'm sure we did. Really? I'm I'm almost positive. It was okay. All right. Because he's good at everything. He's good at so everything. He's a jack of all trades. I feel like we would have given it a lot more panache, though, if we were to I have stumbled upon it. I think we did. I think we did. Okay. Well, I guess we're just yeah. getting old in this podcast, and we can't remember things. I think so. Okay. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. Carry on, Sammy Joe. Carry on. Okay. Mm-hmm. So your predictions from last episode. You said I don't think Riley will come back. And if he does, it'll be for a quick wink. For Maybe a later on. That's what you said. Like a quick wink. You know, he just shows up and he winks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I stand behind it. I love it. I don't remember saying that, but that makes sense. <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> uh, and then you said, yeah, maybe later on at the end of the series when Buffy has found her true love. He just comes in and he just, you know, gives her a little wink. Yeah. Hiya, toots. And then winks and then trots off. Yeah. Skipping, skipping down the alleyway. <laughs> You're like, wow. Wow. I see he that going back to free. the army has put the corn in your step, Riley. <laughs> the corn back in your step? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess you don't want that. You the don't kernel, want corn. The kernel in your heel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you don't want corn, corns. Oh, yeah. You don't want corn in your feet. <laughs> That's no. gross. Okay. Scratch that. Scratch gross. it. Uh, your other prediction is with Riley out of the picture, things will heat up with Buffy and Spike. It will be salacious and weird. 
<laughs> and it will fizzle out and Spike will become the protector. And then you went on about how things will boil over and something about fog rolling in. And it was just nonsense. What do you mean nonsense? <laughs> it was absolute nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all you need to know. All right. <laughs> all right. Okay. This episode opens in Xander and Anya's bedroom. They're lying in bed talking about how Riley is gone. And Anya tells Xander that if he ever decides to go, she wants a big warning, you know, like something she can't miss. Like from an air horn. Yeah, or like a bomb that she says, like at the last minute, she she like disables it and then he decides not to leave. Yeah. Okay. Then she suggests that maybe Buffy is the problem. She says, humans make the same mistakes over and over. I saw it when I was a vengeance demon. Some guy dumps a girl. She calls me. I exact vengeance, blah, blah, blah. Next year, same girl, different guy. I mean, after you smite a few of them, you start going, my goodness, young lady, maybe you're doing something wrong here too. Mm-hmm, yeah. Good Get a point. Bit introspective, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Xander says he wonders how Buffy is dealing with it, and we smash cut to a convent. <laughs> yeah nice little fake out here how do you solve a problem like maria (laughs) it's two weeks in a row sammy joe (laughs) i know maybe i need to watch sound of music again i think so we did just watch it recently actually actually uh so the camera follows the nun from the back so we can't see her face but we can see blonde hair like a curl of blonde hair it's a wisp wisp coming from her her uh forehead area yep yeah and then yeah when she's spun around i i found it comical that they like clearly just wisped that out for that reverse shot yeah oh yeah (laughs) they just they just faked it out yeah (laughs) for us yeah so um suddenly a vampire bumps into her and she turns around and we see it isn't buffy Mm -hmm. and the vampire tosses this nun aside like a bag of day old potato chips that was wistful wistful thinking wistful um, wistful thinking because of the wisp 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 what well, never mind wispful <laughs> thanks is that what yeah, you were wisp- trying to do yeah wispful wispful <laughs> thinking <laughs> oh okay. i apologize <laughs> i think you trying to make that joke was wispful thinking uh, yeah i i agree okay yeah um i'm gonna edit this Nope, you're not. <laughs> Buffy flies in hot with a roundhouse kick, roundhouse air kick to the vamp's face Ooh. while she's wearing a shiny silk purple blouse. Wow. Wow. Very late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, it's going to come back, 80s. though. All, all style comes back. Oh, yeah, comes definitely. Back but I was just like, that is a real shiny purple blouse. Can we talk about style for a second? Real yeah, quick. this is just Can we talk about how nobody uses mind. the word blouse anymore. Yeah, nobody says blouse. Okay, but this was the '90s, well, this, to early 2000s, and oh, people I, be wearing blouses back definitely. then. Definitely, that was a blouse. So, I was thinking about this the other day. Style is interesting because mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to figure out today, like, like what's in style, right? And I yeah. don't, I don't think there really is anything that's in style anymore. I think yeah. it's like whatever you think is in style is is not cool that's not the style mm-hmm. like there is no style it's anymore. like anti-style it, now. anti we're very anti-style now yeah so like it's all over the place and just when you thought like mom jeans were in 
they're mm-hmm. not in anymore. Now, now we're seeing the comebacks. Now we're seeing the flares come back, right? Yeah, yeah. And the baggy pants, the jinko yeah. jeans. It doesn't yep. matter. It's all out there. Yeah. It's like you can't, can't. Uh, Could have just track. saved all your stuff from middle school. Yeah, I know. Well, some some of my shirts might still be from middle school. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Yeah. No, I actually don't think I have anything from that era of my life, but I did for a long time. Yeah. Well. All that to say, I don't know. I don't know how to categorize style anymore. I think I I look around. I'm just like, it's just all over the place. It's very interesting because I feel like the 80s had a defined style. The 70s had a defined style. The 90s had a defined style. Yeah, I don't know. Like 2000 plus, I have no idea what the style was. It changes over very quickly. There were skinny jeans for a while. There was skinny jeans. There was like the hipster look, you know, a lot of plaid. A lot of mustaches, a lot of thick glasses. Yeah, look at you. You got plaid on. Very hipster. uh, No, no. Just just Vermont. I'm just, yeah. Dave Dave wore all of his plaid shirts when we were in Vermont. Oh, he lifted up. Just brought a... It felt right though, right? A swath of plaid shirts. Yeah. just like, this feels right. Everybody had plaid one day and I didn't. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah, you done screwed up, Sammy Joe. I know. And then Amy <laughs> was like, why don't you wear why don't you wear one of Dave's plaid shirts? And I put it on and I was like, I can't, I just can't pull off the boyfriend look. I just look like a, a sad child. Yeah, well, that's how we all look up here in Vermont. So you'd fit right in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the cold. <laughs> it's the cold, is it? Yeah. <laughs> It's I don't the know, cold it and the maple syrup. It was actually pretty warm while I was up there, so yeah, <laughs> it was warmer it's than it was down here. Quite nice this past week up here, up north. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I do know there was this artist I was following a long time ago who did this art installation on himself, like like he drew on himself and stuff. Okay. Um, <laughs> and he Sounds wrote great. "style equals fart." Okay. On his stomach. Yeah. Sounds like a really swell... I think it was Stefan Sagmeister. Sounds like a real artist. Real fartist, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah, style equals fart. Graphic design, fall 2016. Wow. Oh, he actually drew on himself, like carved this into his skin. What? Well, not in like a crazy way like you would think. Like it looks like it was done with like done you with know. care. A care no. carving. <laughs> oh, he's got you can see a little bit of Yeah, a little bit of I sent it to you. Did you look at it? I don't know if I want to make this link <laughs> not blue anymore. No, it's fine. <laughs> you got to see it. Style equals fart right there. Okay, style a equals nipple. fart. Uh-huh. Just don't okay. scroll down too much more. Yeah, okay. But yeah, it just looks like he did it with like, you know, a uh, like a paper clip he unfolded or something. Yeah, I don't like that. Seems like yeah. self-mutilation. It is. Okay. Seems like a cry for help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, hopefully he found it. Yep. Okay. All right. But well, thanks for sharing that. Style equals fart. Okay. Okay. So that's all you need to know about yeah. that. <laughs> wow. Style equals fart. <laughs> Everybody loves a good fart joke. 
Yeah. I tried to engage what are you Sammy doing? with style talk, and she came up with style, <laughs> style equals, equals fart. fart. <laughs> showed me a naked I mean, I'm man. not someone who has style either. I swing between style. like, some days I'm like, ooh, I want to be bohemian, you know? Like, yeah. I want to be like boho. Boho? Yeah, like Stevie Nicks, witchy. Yeah. And then some days I'm just like, I want to wear cool t-shirts <laughs> that say things like style equals I just picture you in the fart. mirror talking to yourself and saying these things. I want to wear cool t-shirts. <laughs> and then I'm like, why do I have t-shirts with rainbows on them? <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm 12. And then I'm like, oh, right. Because for the longest time in my life, Willow was my style inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> right. And she dressed like a child. <laughs> Sweaters. Um... Yeah, so yeah. I don't okay. know. Today, you know, I'm wearing a shirt with a, with crystals on it. Yeah, style equals have, fart. I get it. Then I have polka dot pants, and my socks have cats on them. Like, what's going on? <laughs> what's going what on? Is, what is this? <laughs> I look like a you know a three year old that dressed myself. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. Anyways. So the nun watches. Buffy battle it out with the vamp until Buffy finally stakes him and then she just throws the stake away. Why? That looked like a good stake. Keep that. I thought that. that same thing. I was like, you might just, you know, I don't know, just like pocket it or something. Yeah, Throw just it in hang the, on to it. Yeah, in the, in the waistband, you know. Right. Tuck it in your waistband. Yeah. Just, you know, just in case. Right. Yeah. But she throws it. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> So uh, the nun asks what that was, and she says, you know, he looked like a demon. And Buffy says, yeah, he did. Are you okay? And she helps yeah. the nun up and then says, so um, about, about being a nun, you know, with the whole abjuring the company of men, you know, how's that working for you, the abjuring? And the She's nun like, is like, none um, of your business. Hey! <laughs> um... Well, it's just become a habit. Oh. Oh. That one snuck up on me. Oh, it did. Yeah. <laughs> she could. It's just my cross to bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was praying you had more. Mm, yeah, nope. it's too bad she doesn't have a gun because it would go pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Get it? Pew, like in a church. Yeah. Yeah. All right, moving on. <laughs> uh, we're, we've been off for a week, okay? <laughs> uh, so the nun is like, uh, good? And Buffy's like, yeah, do you, do you have to be like super religious? And the nun is like, well, and Buffy's like, how's the food? And then mm. we get intro credits. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, she's slightly entertaining this idea of being a nun, maybe. Might be good for her for a couple of years. Yeah, you know. I mean, to get over this whole breakup thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because the only man she doesn't abjure in a nunnery. I've never heard the word abjure. Yeah, I have. Huh. Would would be Jesus. You're just very well read. I am. Yeah. So well read. And me, I'm just, you know, I'm well watched. I've seen a good amount of movies. Yeah. Mm hmm. Okay. Cool. After the intro, <laughs> did you watch the intro credits? Yeah. Did you notice anything different? No. Okay. 
After the intro, Buffy is sparring with Giles in her training room as they're talking about how the Watcher's Council might be able to help them with glory. The Watcher's Council, these fuckers again? <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah, these guys need to get fired. I know. Yeah, they're real um, good. Uh, Giles keeps pointing out that Buffy's dropping her shoulder and then she finally gets frustrated with him and actually like punches him and his shoulder yeah um and then she apologizes and he promises that he won't tell the council about dawn specifically but he will mention that you know there's some kind of key that glory is looking for because it could help the council uncover more things about her her origins her plans that kind of thing Mm. buffy tells him that she's worried about them having information that could lead them to dawn And Giles says he wishes that he had an alternative, but the council is kind of their best bet because the initiative is gone. Riley was their only link to the government, you know. Um, He apologizes for bringing up Riley, but Buffy tells him it's okay. She's okay. Giles says he doesn't want to leave if she's feeling badly, but she says if it'll help you find out something about Glory, I'm thrilled to have you gone. So he's going to be going to the motherland yeah the giles motherland anyway right and uh something gives me a feeling we're not gonna get to see behind that curtain what you mean behind that curtain i'd like to see the motherland you know i'd like to see his his travels yeah yeah that'd be nice yeah maybe wait does he get back by the end of this episode (laughs) i don't know uh doesn't he i guess you'll just have to find out yeah it's like watching it for the first time (laughs) (laughs) so uh later on that day uh everyone is in the magic shop and he's you know giles is telling them about his uh plans his travel plans um and anya is actually thrilled because this means she gets to run the store giles is like oh you know it's kind of a lot for one person to handle you gotta do this you gotta do this and she's like i can do all of that um and you know buffy and will are like oh it's fine like we'll we'll help out too um and and giles but you know anya kind of insists like i i can do everything myself but giles like sort of tries to delicately tell her that while she's great at handling money and inventory he says dealing with people requires a certain uh finesse and Anya says, I have finesse. I have finesse coming out of my bottom, <laughs> which is one of my favorite Anya lines. <laughs> she says, I can completely lie to the health inspector. I can, you know, distract him with coy smiles and bribe him with money and goods. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how it's done. Yeah. So Willow again kind of jumps in to say that she will help out. And then Anya gets upset and the two of them start to bicker just like they were doing last episode, trying mm-hmm. to pull Xander into it. But Xander changes the subject and asks Buffy how the slaying went last night. And she tells him she killed something in a convent. And the nun let her try on her wimple. What's a wimple? I knew you were going to ask that. The wimple is, so it's not the hat part. It's the like cloth wrapping that goes around it. I mean, and maybe sometimes it's like the hat is included in that, but it's usually like referencing the white cloth that kind of wraps around their face. Is that the the part that kind of sticks up above the forehead that kind of gives it uh, like a little pop up, a little pop over? Yeah. It's also where the name Wimpleton came from. Wimbledon, you know, this tennis. That's where it came from. 
Because of why? Because of the nuns were the first people to play tennis, obviously. Oh, okay. So it's Wimpleton became Wimbledon. Right. Yeah, that's a true fact. They were sued by Big Wimple. You don't have to look it up. (laughs) No, I trust you. (laughs) (laughs) Just going to lob that one over the fence. Yeah. Tennis. Right. Yeah. Love. Oh, love. Yep. Birdie? Is that a tennis thing? Birdie. And also... Racket. Don't cause a racket. (laughs) Good. So we know our tennis facts. Yeah. At the Summers residence, Buffy and Dawn are happy to see their mom finally wearing real clothes and not just like, you know, loafing around the house in her bathrobe. And they like crack jokes about it. Then Dawn follows Buffy into her bedroom and actually asks if she can go in for once. So that's nice. She notices Buffy took down Riley's photos and they talk about the breakup for a little bit. Buffy says it hurts in all kinds of horrible ways. In the way where I'm furious at him and the way where I blame myself and all the little ways I imagine how I could have fixed things. Dawn says it still feels sudden to her and Buffy says that, you know, maybe he'll come back and she'll get to say all the things that she didn't get to say. Nah, he sailed away. He's sailing away. He's gone away to Belicia. Is that where he went? Where'd he go? Yeah, to Belize. Belize. Yeah. yeah. Belize. Because remember, we said, you better Belize it. You better Belize it. Belize you me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, cut to Spike in his crypt holding a box of chocolates. (laughs) This is crazy. (laughs) And he's practicing a speech for Buffy on his mannequin. (laughs) He tells her how, you know, he was just trying to help her. Like, you know, then he gets agitated and he's like, I know, I mean, you know, pretty state you'd be in thinking things are all right while he's toddling halfway around the bend. And then he like waits and like stares at the mannequin and he's like, oh, I'll insult him if I want to. So like, <laughs> he's got a whole dialogue in, happening in, in his, his head. head. Like, yeah. yeah, she said something back. I'm the one who's on your side. Me doing you a favor and you being dead petty about it. Me getting nothing but your hatred and your venom and you ungrateful bitch. And he bashes the mannequin over the head with a box of chocolates. (laughs) And the mannequin crashes to the floor. Yeah. Kind of collects himself, you know, pulls pulls himself back together again. Getting so fired up at this torso. (laughs) (laughs) He puts uh he puts the mannequin back on her pedestal, figuratively putting Buffy on, on a, a pedestal. pedestal. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fixes her wig, tries to fix the smashed up chocolates, <laughs> and he starts over again. He says, Buffy, there's something I wanted to tell you. <laughs> so calm Keep practicing, now. bud. You got this. <laughs> you got this. Back at the magic shop, Tara and Willow are helping themselves to some herbs. And they tell Anya they want to try to create simulated sunlight so, you know, Buffy can just summon it when she's fighting vamps. Oh, yeah. I could do that with my uh, video lights that I have. Oh, yeah. I simulate sunlight all the time. Same she color tap and everything. just got to carry one of those on her your, back. Your eyes won't know the difference. Yeah. Neither will but your vamp skin. I feel like uh, this is just reminding me of the hocus pocus scene, you know? Yeah. When... 
when Max turns on the lights, the, the headlights, high, the headlights and yeah. the high beams. Right. And he's like, it's daylight. And the Sanderson sisters are like, no. <laughs> and then they realize that it's not really real. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. It's like that. Exactly. Cool. Which, didn't they do the same scene uh, in uh, Buffy at the bronze? Remember they did that? Yeah. Yep. And he's like, it's actually not daylight you dumb dumbs or something and then she yeah beat him up. she did that in the second episode to luke yeah. see look at that good memory on me right yeah Did really good that? memory high five mm-hmm. pat ka-ching boom <laughs> um so anya tells them that they can't use this stuff and they shouldn't be doing magic while giles is gone and willow compares anya to the uh the fish in the cat in the hat Fish. you remember that yeah yeah so what was fish... his deal he was kind of like the jiminy cricket yeah character. he was always he was, like, he was... Oh, we don't do that oh, right no. he was like naysaying everything he's like no no don't do that don't do shut that. shut up fish yeah we'll flush so, it down the tor- toilet so in, in this instance willow is the cat and yeah and uh anya is the fish never liked cat in the hat gotta say yeah i wasn't ever i just thought he was that. too mischievous I don't, yeah. I don't like... I just um, don't like cats in general. <laughs> you just so. don't like cats in general, right? Yeah. But, yeah, I just but thought yeah, that he was like a big too... troublemaker. Yeah. I'm like, I can't What's trust this point? guy. No. I mean, I'm all up for having fun, but if you're going to mess up my whole house and then like make it all a big joke in the yeah. end, like you could saw Put a pink off, ring pal. in my tug? Yeah. In my tub? That's yeah. gross. Yeah, and take your big tall hat also. Speaking yeah, of also, style, what's in there? Your style is fart. Why does it have to be so tall? Dumb cat. You know what? I had to dress as a cat in the hat once. What? Yeah. You had to? Somebody yeah. told you to? Yeah. When Why? I worked at Borders, because we would do like, you know, one Saturday a month was like children's reading day or something. Oh, this is great. <laughs> and you had to dress up as cat in the hat. I must have a photo somewhere. I'll have to oh, try and dig it up please and send it to you. do. But yeah, I, um, they, you know, they would send around these costumes that would get shipped from borders to borders wow. and it would be sweaty and smelly and disgusting. Oh, gross. <laughs> and you'd have to put it on. From previous cats in the hats. Yeah. And so the cat, like the way the cat in the hat one worked, it was like, you know, a, a suit from like the neck down. Yeah. And then the head. So you were fur? You full fur? Full fur. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then they had the hands, you know? Yeah. And and like the the feet, like white feet, white hands. Wow. And then um, the hat was so, the head was so heavy. It actually like the head, because he's supposed to be so tall. And I'm like, really me? You're putting me in this? Yeah. But you actually wanted it to be a shorter person, like a super tall person couldn't wear this costume. Like it didn't fit. Just scrape scrape along the ceiling? (laughs) What? (laughs) Your hat would scrape along the ceiling? Yeah. Yeah. So the head actually started on top of my head. Oh, that's weird. So I was that actually looking weird. out through like a the through neck like hole? the neck. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, but like you couldn't tell. You couldn't as, tell? No, you couldn't tell as like a you know, a kid. It seemed like the proportions would be weird. Well, if you but if again, if you think about it, cat in yeah. the hat is really tall. 
and this costume right. was made for a smaller person. Yeah, but so where are your I, arms I coming would have out? To... Your arms are coming out normal spot? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then... Seems like proportions are weird. <laughs> I don't know. I'll find the photo and you won't yes, know. Yes, please do. I got to see this. <laughs> but I was like, I needed people to help me because the, the head piece was so heavy weighing. Like it was like all metal and just... Oh, weird. It was like clamping on my head like it was just so heavy i got out of <laughs> it and so i had like a, i had a wicked headache and how did it hit did the kids like it kids loved it like, oh my god they loved me i had to make sure i didn't knock anyone over you know did you dance as cat in the hat and fuck no oh come on that whole head would have fallen right off of me and then the children would have uh, screamed a very stoic cat in the hat if you're not dancing <laughs> it up and doing things i mean like i was you know i was like well, you know like i waved <laughs> you did and some everything. waving yeah, of course. Right. I did some waving. I did some gesturing, like as they were reading, because okay. somebody else the read hour. the cat in the hat, and I was the cat. And I'll I tell was you what, like, if I was oh, cat in the hat, oh, Sammy oh, Joe, gesturing, <laughs> I'd be doing cartwheels. But right? I had to. No, you wouldn't, because <laughs> this would. head is so heavy. That's you would right. break your face on it. Nah. Yeah, you would. I'd just tuck that thing right into my chest as also, I bend down. Also, it wouldn't. Down. It wouldn't fit you. What do you mean? It, You're wh- too what big. What does that mean? Excuse me. I it had to be a petite <laughs> person. It had to be a small person. Small person? That's why they made me do it. You saying I'm too tall? Yeah, you would have been too tall. I've never been too tall for anything in my life. So you would have been too tall for this. Take it. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Well, I dig was up just that photo. I gotta see it. I will. Something special. It's great because my best friend, Mish, she was working at Borders at the same time. So it's a photo of like me and her. And then the tallest guy that we worked with, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. And I was taller than him because of my hat. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's my can hat experience. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. But I was definitely as a kid, like, yeah, we read the cat in the hat, but I was more into Shel Silverstein. Yeah. Where the sidewalk ends. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we read a lot with my dad. Okay. She also Gil- write the, or he, he, it's a he. Yeah. Right. He's got, yep. he's bald head, big yeah. beard. Yeah. yeah. It looks yeah. like uh, one of my teachers that I had. Oh yeah. He passed yeah. away a while ago. Really? Shel Silverstein. Yeah. Hmm. 1999. He wrote uh, The Giving Tree. Yes, him? and yeah, a light okay. in the attic, and the missing piece, and falling up. All of these. All of those. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think I've read most of them. Yeah, that was that was big in my house. They're a bit depressing, some of them. Yeah. Yeah. But ain't life. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> um. All right. Where the hell are we? Okay. No idea. So Willow is. Um, yeah, so Willow compares Anya to the cat, to the fish and the cat in the hat, and Anya accuses Willow of making references that she couldn't possibly know so that she feels left out, and also Willow is stealing. And Willow's like, I'm not stealing, I'm just taking things and not paying for them. Willow tells her that Giles would be fine with it, and then she tries to peer pressure Anya into learning magic. Xander enters the scene... And Willow and Anya try to drag him into their bickering again, but he says that Judge Xander is requesting a recess. Mm -hmm. Willow says it's no big deal. She sprinkles some herbs onto the cash register, and poof, the cash register disappears. This seemed very cartoonish. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, again, like I, I think they made that reference to the cat in the hat and then they kind of like cat in the hatted the episode a little yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Um, so Anya panics and then Willow says recursat, which is Latin for revert or return. And I don't know that I said that right, but I just felt okay. right. River cat. I said. River cat. <laughs> yeah, river cat. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> The cash register returns, but the receipt paper is like all jumbled up and, you know, falling around and it's a mess and it's smoking. Anya opens it and she inspects it and she says she endangered the money, but everything does look okay. Willow and Anya continue to fight. And I got to say, Pat, as much as I love Willow, she's being a real PETA here. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Willow, why? Why are you being so mean? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Anya's trying to do right by Giles, you know? She's yeah. like, you can't just take these things. You yeah, gotta pay true. for them. You cannot just steal from your fellow Giles. And you Giles. can't just, like, do a bunch of spells, you know, yeah. with no supervision. Get it under control, Willow. She's not, she, you know, she just hasn't done stuff enough where she hasn't messed up yeah. to be able to do magic without supervision. Okay. That's what I think. At least yeah. stuff that she's never done before. You but know? you would still be doing magic out of turn. You wouldn't you wouldn't be doing it with without Yeah, any. I probably probably would. Yeah. So Yeah, I yeah. would have been a little bit willow. But yeah. I think she should have paid for the stuff at least. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. So um yeah, Xander tells them to work out their issues without him and he leaves, and then Willow tries to pull Tara in to the fight, but Tara can't handle confrontation even more than Xander can't. So she just kind of like mumbles and then leaves too. (laughs) (laughs) And then we cut to later that day, it's just Anya and Willow in the shop and Willow is taking ingredients, but Anya is keeping a tally of what she owes. And Willow tells her that this ball of sunshine spell is very sensitive and any interruption could disrupt it. Willow starts the spell, summons a small ring of tiny balls of light And then Anya interrupts her and they start to argue as the circle of lights gets bigger and bigger and starts to spin out of control. And then Willow tells Anya to just say whatever it is that she wants to say. She says, come on, let it out. She yells as the circle of lights drops down to the shop counter and touches a pile of amethyst crystals. Mm -hmm. And then there's a big flash of light and suddenly a huge troll is standing (laughs) before them. Yeah. Holding a giant metal hammer. Came out of nowhere. Came out of guy. nowhere. I thought he kind of looked like Tormund. <laughs> from a Game of bit. Thrones. Just a little yeah. bit, you know? <laughs> like, a, like a real beastly Tormund. Yeah, if he wasn't a different color, I'd think that he was like a redhead. Yeah. You know? I could yeah. kind of see that. Well, he was. He had reddish hair. Oh, did he? Yeah. So that's where I got it from. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, oh, tall redhead. That must be Tormund. <gasps> that's Tormund. Is that what you think of the, like the Weasley, you know, twins? That they look like Tormund? Yeah. No. No, nah, they're too clean cut. Yeah, I never compare them. <laughs> <laughs> so this troll roars at Willow and Anya and then smashes a bunch of displays and shelves with his hammer as he makes his way out the door and into downtown Sunnydale. And Willow says... He's not a ball of sunshine. <laughs> nope. He's a ball, ball of fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Buffy and Tara are leaving their new Greek art class, and Buffy suggests they pick up Willow and get some hamburgers. 
Tara says she thinks that Willow is still at the magic shop and tells Buffy how Willow and Anya kind of got into a squabble when she was there earlier and she and Xander cleared out. And so Buffy stops and she looks very concerned and asks if Xander and Anya are in trouble. And Tara, you know, is like, no, it's just a little thing. It's fine. And Buffy starts to break down, saying that little things lead to big things and they can't break up. And she says, they have a beautiful love and starts to hug Tara and like <laughs> sobbing into her shoulder. She yeah. says, they have a miraculous love. And Tara's like, okay. Just <laughs> poor blubbering. T- poor Just Tara. Blubbering. She's like, emotions are too high. <laughs> yeah, she's getting it from all sides. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, so she's blubbering. Then we cut to Anya driving Giles's convertible in downtown Sunnydale following the trail of smashed up cars, lamp posts, <laughs> as Willow searches through some handwritten pages for a reversal spell to trap the troll back into the crystal it came yeah. from. Yeah, let, let me just read you my note here. Yeah. Uh, smash a the Tormund guy smashes it up. <laughs> <laughs> Great note. <laughs> yeah. smash a smash a Uh, so the pages that Willow's looking at are kind of blowing everywhere because Anya didn't know how to put the top back up of the car. In fact, she wasn't even sure she knew how to drive at all. And Willow's like, what? I figured it out. (laughs) Yeah, she does. At the bronze, Xander's trying to work through his troubles over a bowl of peanuts (laughs) when he bumps into Spike, (laughs) who tells him that the bar also has chicken wings Mm. and... A sort of flower-shaped thing they make from an onion. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, the, the blooming onion, man. Yeah, so he's obsessed with the blooming onion. Those those have kind of gone the way of the dodo. It's very rare that you'll find a blooming onion. Yeah, I wonder awesome why. Or an awesome blossom. I wonder yeah. why. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't cost-effective. I mean, it's just onion. That's fried, right? Yeah. With a tangy... Tangy Cajun sauce. My mouth's starting to water. It's so good. <laughs> Mine is too, and I never even had those. I mean, oh. like I, I, it's not something I would order for myself. But yeah, I think like it's the just first the, half of it. You love it. The second half, you're like, this you're like, is why? way too heavy. This is yeah. too much oil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you gotta share it. Yeah, you definitely share the share awesome it. blossom. Oh, it's so awesome! Awesome enough to go around. Bloomin' onion. Bloomin' onion. That must have been what they called it at uh, Outback. Bloomin' yeah. onion. Yeah, I keep Which having all Australian. these like food, uh, food nostalgia. Like, well, food nostalgia, but also like food, uh, st- like store ideas, or like mm-hmm. I keep thinking like I should open like my own, <laughs> like, but Restaurant? I've yeah, but I have no experience other than McDonald's mm-hmm. of like working in a restaurant setting. Like yeah. I would be completely out of out of turn to try to like start my own food cart or something. I mean, I didn't know anything about skincare until I started looking into it, doing right? my research. I could look into it, right? Yeah. Well, what what kind of ideas do you have? Oh, I got so many. But one just came to me. You yeah. Just, it's onion just, cart? Yeah, onion cart. But it's just called Awesome, uh, not Awesome Blossom, but uh, what's the other one called? Bloomin' Onion? Bloomin' Onion. What if you just called it Awesome Onion? Or Bloomin' Awesome? What if you could just call it Bloomin' Awesome? <laughs> I guess. But then what do you sell? Bloom and Blossom? You you just sell the the 
bloom. Then the people are going to think that you're a flower shop. Uh, not when they smell it. They'll know that this. <laughs> Start cooking those you things think, in the deep fryer. You think you're, you think we're a flower shop, but then you smell us. Uh, and you know what? You That's put it on a line. churro. You put it on a churro, and then you okay. sell it like a bouquet. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome blossom, man. And then you can walk around. Then you call it chur awesome. Chur awesome. Like you're awesome. Chur yeah. awesome. Right. Sure, yeah. awesome blossom. No, that doesn't work. Yeah. Churro. I don't know. We can workshop it, but I'm churro just saying onion. a churro with an awesome blossom at the very end of it. I think that would sell like hotcakes, man. So I think it would sell like churros with yeah, with, with an awesome blossom on, awesome attached blossom. to the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Now, does that combination work? I don't know, but you got your savory, you got your sweet. My all of it fried. My mind's tongue is saying. Yes, it works. <laughs> <laughs> Your mind's tongue. Yeah, there's a mind's eye and there's a mind's tongue. Yeah, there's tongue. a mind's tongue. <laughs> <laughs> um, all Man, right. I'm so starving all of a sudden. <laughs> I know. Now I want like fried onion. But oh, me too. like you said, you, you're going to get part of the way through and be like, why? Yeah, why? This is a bad idea. Yeah. This, this is why they don't sell it anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're all lured People to the had too many onion. regrets. <laughs> Not so awesome though, halfway through. <laughs> Like, I don't, well, I'm also not someone who even gets, like, onion rings. Like, if I get a stray onion ring or two, great. That's, that's like, all I need. Yeah, just like your ice cream. I just need, like, a spoonful or two. Yeah, just a <laughs> spoonful of ice cream hips. Yeah. The ice cream go down. It's just crazy. For me, I'm like, give me a bucket of everything. <laughs> <laughs> a bucket of there? awesome blossom. Oh, that looks good. Bucket give of me a chicken. bucket of it. Bucket of, you, you'd be like, Xander... That's not enough peanuts, sir. You need a bucket. Oh yeah, like when it comes to honey roasted peanuts. Oh, I put you're it like down. this troll. You're just like this down. troll guy. Well, in more ways than one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> so Spike, you know, tells Xander about the blooming onion, and Xander says, "Are you talking to me, hoping that I'll get so depressed that I'll impale myself on a fork right in front of you?" <laughs> and Spike says, lovely thought. If I don't hurt you myself, the chip won't zap me. I could eat you that way. I could eat you that way. Beat the onion thing all to hell. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to grab one of Xander's peanuts, but Xander slaps his hand away. I could have said Xander's nuts, but I didn't, just for your sake. <laughs> but you still said it. But I still said it. <laughs> you doubled back for it. <laughs> Spike asks him if he... <laughs> because <laughs> if i had just been like <laughs> spike tries to grab one of xander's nuts you would have been like whoa sammy joe <laughs> <laughs> yeah that makes good pod though you you gotta go for it you know yeah yeah, yeah. like the furby whoa whoa <laughs> <laughs> spike asks xander if he's borrowing sympathetic misery from the slayer and, you know, he's, like, trying to get info about Buffy from Xander. He's like, you know, is she holding any grudges? And Xander's like, what are you talking about? This has nothing to do with Buffy. And Spike says, oh, yeah, okay. No need to talk about her then. I mean, I'm sure she's merrily slaying some pals of mine, having a grand old time. Literal smash cut to Buffy and Tara at the magic shop, which is all smashed up. Oh, yeah. Tara comes in from the back room and tells Buffy that Anya and Willow aren't there. So they both leave to go and look for a trail because Buffy's like, I'm sure there's a trail. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Buffy, there is. A trail troll, of what? 
Onion? Of Carnage. Oh. Oh, right. Yeah, because he just smashes everything. You smash smash everything. Yeah. Troll smash. Mm-hmm. The troll, uh, so we go back to the troll, and he hits a dumpster with his hammer and calls it a puny receptacle as it goes <laughs> spinning away. This troll does have a way with words, though. He's, oh, he does. He's I'm going to have you w- read this. Oh, okay, sweet. Because I feel like you're going to have Think a good I'll time with this. Dial in a troll voice here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so then he yells at all the people running away from him, and he says, "Raw! You do well to flee, townspeople. I will pillage your lands and dwellings. I will burn your crops and make merry sport with your more attractive daughters. <laughs> Mark my words." <laughs> Well done. Thanks. (laughs) Then he sniffs the air and he says, Ooh, ale. I smell delicious ale. (laughs) (laughs) And he walks off. (laughs) Inside the bronze, Xander is telling Spike about um, Anya and Willow's constant bickering and how they always put him in the middle. And Spike keeps trying to bring the conversation around to Buffy. The troll bumps into Spike, and Spike says, hey, watch it, mate. And then he turns to see this very big troll, and he says, on second thought, do what you like. The troll sniffs the air and snatches up a half keg and downs it in a few seconds. (laughs) Glug, glug. (laughs) And then he spots a waitress, and he says, Barmaid, bring me stronger ale and some plump, succulent babies to eat. <laughs> Xander says to Spike, I'm going to run and get Buffy. And he kind of like pats Spike on the shoulder and is like, Well, maybe you could fight him. And Spike says, Yeah, I could do that, but I'm paralyzed with not caring very much. <laughs> the troll asks Spike where he can find babies, and Spike suggests the hospital. <laughs> Xander's like, Don't tell him that. <laughs> yeah, don't tell him where the babies are. So Xander suggests to the troll that he sit down in one of the sturdier chairs and they have a calm talk and something to eat. And he offers him some alternatives to babies. But the troll says, You cannot appease me. Do not try. More ale! (laughs) (laughs) Then he grabs another half keg and drinks it down. Thirsty uh, boy. Yep. (laughs) Thirsty boy. As Spike and Xander edge toward the door, and just as they reach it, Willow and Anya enter. Willow's holding a book, and and Willow says, I wish Buffy was here. And Buffy comes bursting through the door, and she's like, I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) And then Willow says, I wish I had a million dollars, but that doesn't work. Buffy asks where the troll came from, and Spike kind of nervously walks up to her and says, Hello, Buffy. (laughs) (laughs) but Buffy ignores him as Anya tells them Willow stole ingredients and released him from a purple crystal he's a troll and Willow opens her book and starts saying an incantation but the troll turns around and tells her to stop and then he says you told the witch to do that Anyanka you seem determined to put an end to all my fun just like you always did when we were dating (laughs) Good job. Buffy asks, you dated a troll? And then Willow says, and we're what, surprised by this? Not nice, Willow. Yeah. That's mean. That's not nice, as Eliza (laughs) Schlesinger would say. (laughs) Did you just watch her new stand-up? I did. Did you watch it? Not yet. Oh, so good. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) She has this one bit about her and her husband, and... um. 
And I was like, this is Dave and I to a fucking T. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's like, so funny. Um, anyway, Anya says that he wasn't a troll back then, just a big dumb guy, and she turned him into a troll when he cheated on her, which is how she got the job as a vengeance demon. Mm. Uh, Olaf, the troll, roars angrily, and he smashes the countertop with his hammer. Patrons scream and run away. And he says, I did not cheat. Not in my heart. It was only one wench. I had had a great deal of mead. Next thing I know, I'm a troll. Oh, oh, you did this, Anyaka. <laughs> you will die for this. <laughs> <laughs> and then Xander says, but you seem to enjoy the being a troll. And Olaf says, I adjusted. And then what happened? Witches. Filthy, oh. dirty, disgusting witches. They trapped me. I was in prison in that crystal for centuries. Oh, a curse on all witches. All must die. I adjusted. And then <laughs> no, what happened? I put it in there twice. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but I accidentally okay. pasted it twice. Well, so nice. We did it twice. So nice. <laughs> Willow tries the spell again, gets a little bit further this time, but it doesn't work. And Buffy fights Olaf, and Spike tries to jump in, but Olaf knocks him back with an arm and then throws Buffy back to land on Spike, which is just what Spike wants. <laughs> Olaf smashes one of the pillars holding up the balcony overhang of the bronze as Buffy tries to get off Spike, and he pretends to help her, but he's actually kind of like holding her on top of him. <laughs> oh, yeah, he likes it. Yeah. She finally gets up, but too late because Olaf smashes the other pillar holding up the balcony and it comes crashing down, people hanging onto the floor above for dear life. Wow. Very Titanic. Yes. A large piece of wood has Buffy pinned to the ground and Tara rushes over to help her lift it up. Buffy gets up and tells Xander to follow Olaf and Willow and Anya to go back to the magic shop and find a spell that will actually stop him. They all leave, and Buffy and Tara turn to help people out from under the debris of the balcony. Buffy sees Spike putting something under a bleeding woman's head and asks what he's doing, and he tells her he's trying to make her more comfortable, that he isn't sampling. And Buffy's like, you want credit for not feeding on bleeding disaster victims? And he's like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to give him some credit. Yeah. Uh, take some restraint. Right. And Buffy's him. like, you're disgusting. And she walks away and he yells, what does it take? <laughs> <laughs> right. But he keeps helping the injured woman anyway and doesn't lick her face. That's so nice of him. That's so nice of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the magic shop, Willow and Anya are looking for a new spell to try and they continue to argue. Willow telling Anya to act more human. And Anya says that there are humans who are way stranger than she is. But Willow says none that would turn Xander into a troll. And so now Anya's like starting to get it. She's like, oh, okay. Like Willow is afraid she's going to hurt Xander. Anya says she would never do that, but Willow is not convinced. And Anya tells her that she no longer has powers. And she says, and I don't do magic now. You're the one with that kind of power. In fact, Dehoffrin offered you my old job. You're closer to being a vengeance demon than I am. Maybe Xander should be afraid of you. She reminds Willow that it was her that broke up Xander and Cordelia. 
Um, and so she's kind of like, you know, what's to stop you from doing it again? And Willow says, well, hello, gay now. <laughs> and Anya says that Willow will always know Xander better and can poison his mind against him. Against her, I mean. And Willow says, you're insane. I'm not going to take him away and I'm not going to hurt him. And Anya says, well, I'm not either. But Olaf smashes in the door with his hammer. Olaf smash. <laughs> Poor Giles. <laughs> and then he says. I knew it. Wait, am I Giles or am I Olaf? You're Olaf. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> Giles walks in <laughs> behind Olaf smashing in the door. <laughs> You two, performing more spells. I could be out pillaging, devouring babies, making merry with the local virgins. But instead, <laughs> I had to come all the way back here to kill you. I feel like <laughs> I want to take that recording and just put it as like my, my voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> just like you going, I knew it. You two performing more spells. I could be out pillaging, devouring babies, making merry with the local virgins. But instead, I had to come back here to kill you. People would be like, what the fuck? They'd be like, this is the right number. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Willow and Anya try to run, but Olaf grabs them both and throws them across the counter, crashing into the shelves. Xander runs in and tells Olaf to get away from them. And he tr and tries to fight him, but the troll, like, he kind of runs at Olaf, and Olaf just holds out the hammer, and Xander slams into it, knocks yeah, him to the ground. This is like Thor's Mjolnir. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, good for you knowing how to say Mjolnir. Mjolnir? Yeah. Mew, mew. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the girl in uh, the second one calls it. Mew, mew. It's funny. <laughs> the second one? The second Thor? The second Thor. Oh, Thor yeah. the Dark. I the dark, seen those. dark world dark i world. guess that's why you would know how to say that mew mew <laughs> <laughs> it's always funny uh always funny definitely always funny olaf picks up xander by his shirt and xander punches olaf and then olaf hits xander with his hammer sending him flying yeah that thing looks like it hurts yeah xander tries good. to fight him some more but he's pretty much a ragdoll in this situation mm-hmm Olaf tosses him to the floor again and Xander starts to spit up blood and then he says you fight well although you are a tiny man <laughs> <laughs> Olaf pulls Xander to his feet and says he'll that Olaf says he'll reward him he'll only kill one of his women but Xander has to choose which one Xander says no you are one crazy troll I'm not choosing between my girlfriend and my best friend that's insane troll logic Olaf breaks Xander's wrist and tells him to choose, but Xander says he won't. So Olaf tells him that he will die and he raises his hammer, his hammer, but Anya tells him to take her instead. Willow throws some powder towards Olaf and says an incantation in Latin, but the cash register disappears again. <laughs> yeah, whoops. Damn Not it, Willow. Trick. <laughs> Buffy and Tara run in and Buffy fights Olaf as Anya tells her that his strength is in the hammer. Willow begins mixing up some more ingredients and she tells Anya to help out by distracting Olaf from Buffy. And she's like, just piss him off. I have faith in you. There's no one you cannot piss off. Anya starts shouting mean things at him. And like, <laughs> this makes me laugh because number one, the stuff that she says is just ridiculous. <laughs> but also it reminds me of when I was little, I used to have like 
you know, like a lot of kids' nightmares with like monsters. And this was pre-Buffy watching days, but I definitely was watching scary movies thanks to like my other grandma, my mom's mom. So I'm sure that didn't help. So I used to have a lot of uh, a lot of nightmares. And I think at some point, either my dad must have told my uncle or I maybe did. And um, my uncle sat me down one time when he was visiting from California. And he told me that instead of trying to fight the monster or like run away from the monster in my dream, that I should say nice things to the monster. Mm. And I was like, okay. And so I have this super vivid memory of having this nightmare and this monster. And I just kept saying nice things to him. Mm. Oh, you're so pretty. You, you're you like such a nice monster. Oh, and pretty. <laughs> <laughs> and then he turned into an action figure. And oh. I took him and I threw him off like the second floor deck of my dad's house. Oh, which you was just like, squashed him like Gacknar. I know. <laughs> well, it's funny when Gacknar comes up later. I'm like, hey, this kind of reminds me of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he w- he was like a hard plastic action figure, though. Uh-huh. So like stepping on him wouldn't have been, that would have just hurt my foot. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I never had no- monster nightmares again after that. Really? Never? Yeah, never. Wow. Literally never again had a monster nightmare. I had mm. nightmares, you know, but yeah. like not about monsters. I remember having a monster nightmare when I was really young, maybe five or six years old. It was after I watched Scooby-Doo, and uh, <laughs> it was the episode in Scooby-Doo where it was like a flaming guy, flaming monster, and he was always in the opening oh, credits. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's very scary. Yeah. And I had a dream that the flaming monster uh, I saw from my second floor window of my bedroom. He was mm. outside on the street, and then he comes into the house, and it felt so real. And I remember him coming up the stairs- and getting closer to the bedroom. Oh, it was so freaky. I have a dream. I had a dream like that. So scary. So scary. I had and one I, like I, that. I remember it to this day. Yeah. I had one like that, but it was the Pink Panther. <laughs> ba-dun, ba-dun, yeah. Ba-dun. And even now, like you saying that, it gives me the heebie-jeebies hearing uh, that song. Uh, because I had this dream. This was pre-Say Nice Things to the Monster talk from my uncle i had this dream we used to have these like big cabinets um in my dad's pantry that like we could hide in like play hide and seek and and hide in those yep um and i was at some point it was like in the middle of the night or something in my dream and i was hiding in this cabinet and i heard that theme song playing and i saw the pink panther you know like like strolling up up my driveway <laughs> yeah coming up the driveway to his theme song that funky and then little he, walk of he his. murdered my whole family oh my God, while i watched in- that took a turn <laughs> you watch as the pink panther murdered your whole family yeah and i was oh hiding God. in the cabinet oh my lord so it's very like, wow. i've never watched any of those movies wow and I cannot, nor should you I can't handle the theme song. <laughs> wow. It it like it's not Is like Is there a anything super... more sinister than watching your family get <laughs> exactly. murdered by the Pink Panther while exactly. the song the theme song is playing? No. <laughs> No, and he there just is looks nothing. at you with his dead yellow eyes. No, he mm. didn't see me. I was just watching the whole thing. Oh my god. Trying to be quiet. That is 
nightmare. Because I didn't want to get yeah. Sammy Joe. I know. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So now, like every once in a while, you gotta bring Dave, this up to your therapist, Dave, okay? <laughs> let her know. Dave will remember, like when we were in Vermont for whatever reason, he remembered and he started singing that, and I was like, "Don't you dare! <laughs> Don't you dare! That bastard killed that my whole family!" <laughs> now I'm like, hmm, "Let me call this guy up." <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, I. It's like you know, it's like I'm not actually scared, but I, I get like. I get like uncomfortable when I hear yeah. that theme song. Yeah, it's a deep-seated like, this memory. Is, this is not right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. All right, back to Olaf. <laughs> so Olaf oh is God. doing the opposite. She's saying mean things to him. And Willow says another incantation and Olaf's hammer glows green for a second. Green troll and hammer. Olaf finally enraged... I was trying to make another Dr. Seuss reference, like green eggs and ham, green troll and hammer. Anyway, Olaf, <laughs> finally enraged by Anya's insults, tells her to desist. And Willow says another incantation. The hammer glows green and flies out of his hand, landing on the floor. And Buffy says, so your power's in your hammer? And then she charges him. I don't know why, but like this part felt so Power Rangers to me. <laughs> Yeah, this this whole episode felt very silly to me. Yeah, it just felt like I don't know. It's it a felt good time. Like a different we had show. a heavy, you know, heavy episode last one, right? So we and really now, gotta lighten it up. Now with a we bunch gotta of lighten it up ball. a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this guy's great. Yeah, he's kind of fun. He's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, so Buffy charges at him, but he backhands her and sends her flying across the room. You know what would have on- been funny though? What? They should have really wrote it so that Anya still had slight feelings for this guy, even yeah, though he's like a she disgusting was still a mess. But she was like sort of verklempt by him, like, ooh, he's back. And then Xander's like, really? <laughs> yeah. That would have been funny. <laughs> but I love it because like her her insults to him, she's like, you're, you're as inadequate as a troll as you were a boyfriend. And then she's <laughs> like, your menacing stance is merely alarming. <laughs> and your roar is less than full-throated. <laughs> like, it's just the silliest things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, what if she was like, and your roar is less than full-throated. <sighs> you know, but she's still kind of like <laughs> into it. Anya, so Anya yells to Buffy, oh yeah, I forgot he still has all that troll strength, though. <laughs> Olaf declares that they will all die, and then Buffy punches him a few more times, twists his arm behind his back, and then he throws her off him, and he says, What are you fighting for, minuscule blonde one? It's funny I wrote that line down. (laughs) (laughs) I had a feeling you did. (laughs) Your friends? These two? (laughs) They will never last. Anyanka is very difficult to live with, and he's... He's ludicrous and far too breakable. Their love will never last. And this does not, Buffy doesn't like this. She looks like she's on the verge of tears, but Mm -hmm. she jumps to her feet, flips over Olaf's head, spin kicks him in the chest, keeps fighting him as Anya assures Xander that she likes him better. And and she says, and Willow likes you too, but not in a sexy way, you know, because she's gay and she's not going to try to break us up. So, you know, it's all okay. Buffy punches Olaf and and like in between punches, she's like, their love will last forever. 
and like <laughs> she punches him one more time and we hear the sound of Olaf falling to the floor. Willow looks down on him and says, let the transposition be complete. And Olaf disappears and Willow grins happily. Finally, something worked. Anya says they sent him to the land of the trolls and I'm kind of just imagining him like showing up in this land of like, you know, cute little star-shaped beings with crazy yeah. colored hair and gemstone belly buttons. Yeah. Did and you collect like, those growing uh, up? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I That's, had one. You had one? Yeah. I had one. I had many. You had like a blue hair, you know? Yeah. Of course. I was like, I don't know what the point of having this is, but. It looks cool. Uh, the hair's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got a little gem belly that you can rub for luck. Right. Yeah. That was that was the key. And yeah. then, yeah, the trolls world went crazy. You could get like little celebrity trolls and dressed up as Elvis or, you know, Hawaiian shirt troll. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And then they kind of came back with those movies. Did they though? I don't know. I never saw those movies, but <laughs> I was like, oh, this bad. is interesting. Yeah. They had a lot of good like uh, actors in it, right? Sure, JT. Oh, all right. Yeah, JT was in it. And uh, what's her face? You love from, JT. Uh, from New Girl. What's her name? Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, she was in it too. Cool. Amongst others. She has a very distinct voice. That makes yeah. sense. And a, and a singing voice. Yeah. Oh, right, because yeah. they were all singing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, who's the other one? Pitch Perfect. What's her name? Anna. Anna, Anna Kendrick. Kendrick? Yeah. yeah. She's in it, too. Oh, cool. Again, with a singing voice, you know? Yeah, right. Makes sense. Yeah. All right, well, anyway, Willow says, It's hard to be precise, though. Alternate universes don't stay put. Trying to send him to a specific place is sort of like trying to hit a puppy by throwing a live bee at it and everyone mm. kind of looks at her and she's like which is a weird image and you should all just forget it <laughs> <laughs> and anya says it's possible that he's in the land of perpetual wednesday or the crazy melty land or you know the world without shrimp but buffy says she only cares that he's no longer there and that she has a nifty souvenir she places Olaf's hammer on the glass display case and it shatters through the top, falling <laughs> yeah, went down right below. Through it. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Um, but Xander's like, this place is already trashed, you know, kind of like, what, yeah. what's one more thing? But Buffy says, it all worked out. And she looks at Xander and Anya and she's like, and you're good and so alive and together. And then she grabs a tissue and starts to cry. And that scene is a pretty famous gif for sending around like i'm sure i've sent it to you before yeah where she's like she's like just like falling <laughs> apart <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> then we cut to giles and buffy sitting in the summer's dining room so yes mm. he does return so he's back <laughs> and he says i cringe to think what the place would have looked like if i'd been away from longer than three days and buffy says well maybe we'd would have had time to clean it up you know, if Willow used some magics to help. And Giles says, yes, because nothing could possibly go wrong with that. Hmm. Joyce enters with a teapot and some mugs and asks why Giles had to go all the way to England when the other watchers didn't know anything. And he says that they don't know anything yet, but they might have something soon. 
Um, he says they're full of theories. And then we see Dawn coming down the stairs. Um, but she stops when she hears Buffy asks, but they don't know it's Dawn. And we're going to close out with some lines. Okay. So do you want to be Giles and I'll be Joyce and Buffy? Sure. They don't know it's Dawn. No. Joyce says, I still can't begin to grasp this. I mean, she's my little girl. I, and we cut back to Dawn on the stairs listening in. It is disorienting. Giles, what happens if they figure it out? What would they do? I don't know. And we see Dawn frown, and then we cut back into the living room, or the dining room. Joy says, oh, I can't even think about this. It's too... I'll get some more milk. And she leaves, and we cut back to Dawn looking upset. The camera lingers on her for a minute. She's kind of like thinking, Hmm. processing. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we cut to blackout. Yeah. Hmm. What do you think? I don't know. This is a silly episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, you want some trivia? Yep. So Abraham Ben Ruby, Olaf, has appeared in a number of TV shows, two of which involved ex Buffy cast members. Robot Chicken, <laughs> created by and starring Seth Green. And then um, he was also in an episode of Bones, which stars David Boreanaz. And he also plays opposite Jorge Garcia as a giant in Once Upon a Time. Oh. Crossover. Crossover. So I already asked you if you watched the intro and you didn't notice anything. Nope. So Mark Blucas is no longer in the intro see you riley peace out see ya enjoy belize (laughs) uh and in german this episode is der hammer der zerstörung which is the hammer of destruction oh i like that why is it called triangle because there's a triangle of buffy or of um willow xander and anya what they're they're like a triangle. Why? Because Willow and Anya are always fighting about Xander and mm. putting him in the middle of their fights, I like causing them to be in a triangle. Much better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. That's what it is. <sighs> All right. Yeah, that's uh. There's no there's no trivia about why it's called that, but I mean okay. that that's why. You should have called the one where. Um... Willow uh, makes out with Xander. They should have called that triangle. Yeah, they called that one Lover's Walk. Right. Should have called it Lover's Triangle. Yeah, but that's too on the nose. Well, you know, sometimes you got to be blunt with it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Uh, let's move on from triangle to the shape of things to come. (laughs) Speaking of blunt. All right, uh, let's get into Lost. This is Lost Season 4, Episode 9, titled The Shape of Things to Come. Wow. Episode aired, original air date, uh, April 24th, 2008, so it might have been a year later, or or the next year. Wow, but, really? That yeah. So that long writer strike was a while was it i mean i I remember it being a while but i don't remember it being 
Yeah. yeah so Buffy was not um, was not impacted by it because Buffy ended in two thousand three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do remember some things that came out of the writer strike that Joss Whedon worked on. Yeah, that were very okay. fun. Well, uh, it wasn't a big hiatus because Meet Kevin Johnson actually aired uh, March twentieth, two thousand eight. <laughs> okay, so it was like a month. Yeah, it was like a month. No, no big whoop. Um, written by Brian K. Vaughn and Drew Goddard and directed by Jack Bender. Your predictions. Okay, so I said that Widmore put Frank on the boat because Frank guessed the truth about Widmore um, staging. Well, he didn't guess that Widmore staged the plane. Um, Yeah. But he guessed that someone staged it. So my so I'm thinking that Widmore put Frank on the boat because he knows the truth. And so Widmore is going to use him until he no longer needs him. And then he's going to orchestrate his death. Okay. Um, I think Ben is behind the... I said that I think Ben is behind the Carl Danny murder. And the who? Oh, Carl Dan- Dan- Danny. Yeah. Danielle. Dan- yeah. Um, what's her, what's her last name? Young Carl and Daniel Rousseau. Rousseau. Thank you. I said, Michael's going to be in big trouble. He's going to be tortured for information and maybe killed. Mm. No one is going to ask the right questions. Like why is Woodmore doing all of this? And answers will not be given. (laughs) Okay. All right. I think that's a pretty solid prediction for me to have. So this episode starts on the beach. Boy, my uh, voice feels a little frazzled after doing so much Olaf. <laughs> a little rough. <laughs> uh, Need some starts punny on the water. beach. Yeah, where uh, Kate douses herself for a sponge bath. And oh waves. yeah, she's like she's like pulling her boob up, and I'm like, come on. Yeah, she's Kate. like hi hiya, Jackie, and he like st- he's like standing over by his tent, and he, he just stands still and like smirks at her. He's like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hi. <laughs> and he enters his tent. The bling. <laughs> Easy. Starts <laughs> popping some pills, and Kate shows up out of nowhere, asking if he has a prescription for that, mm-hmm. which he says he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a doctor. He's and like, he says, I wrote it myself. It's antibiotics for his uh, tummy. He's got a little tummy issue. Oh know? yeah, Jack. Yeah. You're taking antibiotics for a stomach bug. Yeah. That doesn't seem smart. You should be compute, rationing right? them for larger things. Yeah. So I he, something's up here. I smell like, a smell a liar. I'm not feeling well, Kate. Um, and Kate asks why they haven't heard from Saeed and gang, but Jack has faith that they're getting off this island. Oh, then, hold on. I wrote hmm. it's probably not actually antibiotics. It's probably the hard drugs. You think so? Because that's how you like to say it. Think and then Dave said, "Hi." Dave said. It's probably something the whole group needs right now. Hopioids. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Kate, uh, uh, there's a bunch of commotion from Bernard. He yells for help on the beach, and Jack runs out, and they pull a man out of the water, and he looks all waterlogged and gross. Yeah. And Jack flips him over and asks Danielle, Daniel. Sorry, not Danielle. Dan- Daniel. Daniel. Young Daniel. Who he is. Uh, and Daniel uh, says, uh, ah, yeah, ah. He says, ah, <laughs> he's on the boat. And uh, ah, he's the doctor. 
and uh, the dude's neck is slashed, you know? Oh, it's, man. Uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like uh, that was natural causes, unless no. it was like a really sharp shark fin, you know, that just happened to yeah, swim or like by a, really uh, fast. Yeah, like an oyster. Yeah, an oyster. Razor clam. Yeah, those will get you, man. I got, I stepped on one once when I was in the Cape. I sliced up my foot real good. Ugh. I thought I was going to die. I just got heebie-jeebies. I, <laughs> I like got a that. nice scar from it. Oh, gross. Yeah, you want to see it? No, I don't want to see those hobbit feet again. Go Come soak on. them in your Dutch Dutch <laughs> oven. <laughs> uh, Got to do what you can, okay? Use what you can. <laughs> reuse, reuse, yeah. reduce, recycle. Yeah. Okay. Reduce waste. Yeah, you should write your own book where it's just you sticking your feet in different uh, <laughs> receptacles. <things> you should... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> different receptacles. <laughs> hey, you yeah. washing your laundry? Wash your feet at the same time. Yeah, put your feet in there, and then you can wa- wash your feet. Yeah, you stick your thumb, stick your thumb in the door of the washing machine, and it thinks that it's closed, and it starts right up. And oh, oh here I go! I'm going in a circle. <laughs> Pro tips from Adult Sammy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good, uh, good book. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> title of my memoir number seven <laughs> yeah uh so yeah to cut to hurley sawyer and Locke chatting and playing now it it's like, board game night yeah it's board game night because <laughs> remember last game- episode they were all staring at each other and i was like haha what if they're playing like poker or something oh yeah and then and this, this time, time it actually is <laughs> they yeah it's not poker but yeah and it seems like what they're talking about is like dire straits on the island. Yeah. Like something's bad's happening, but it yeah. just turns out they're just Locke is risk. like, it's his choice to make. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just risk strategy. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> you ever play Risk? No, no. I was always uh, intrigued uh, by it, but I never played it. It's cause, uh, it's the bear of a game, Pat, yeah. let me tell you. Yeah. I should get it. I should yeah. get it. You got to start with Australia. That's what oh, that's really? what you gotta do. That's the move. You get Australia and you hang on to Australia, you're hard to beat. Okay. All right. That's Good the strategy. Tip from a pro. Mm-hmm. Uh cut to bound Alex, who's being led through the jungle by blindfold by a bunch of commandos. Mm. And they demand her to f- to, to this turn is where the fence Riley off. went. Huh? This is oh, where yeah, Riley he's went. He's with them, right? Yeah. Yeah, so much for police. Um he they tell her to turn the fence off. Uh, you know at the invi- invisible head exploding fence that yeah. old game here and yeah. she pleads with them for a moment and then enters the numbers to shut off the fence and it kind of the guy like we don't see his face but yeah. we hear and i was like is that jacob yeah because we only heard one you know him say one thing right and he was like a deep throaty voice your arsh Back at Locke's casa, the phone rings, and Locke says it's for Ben. And cut to Benny Boy playing piano, calmly, pleasantly. Locke comes in asking about code 14J, and Ben's eyes shoot wide open. It's not like they said, hi, is Ben there? It was just a recording that said, hello, I'm looking for Benjamin Linus. Right. It was an automated uh, woman's voice saying, code 14J, just over and over. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he, uh, Ben's eyes shoot wide open. He's like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he geeked out of his Gets mind. Gets a bed scr- ben scramble. Yeah, Ben scramble. And he opens the piano bench seat and grabs a pump shotgun. And he 
uh, throws it Wowza. over to he throws it over to Sawyer, and he declares, "We need to get to the other house. It's easier to fortify, and we'll have a better position on the tree lines." I'd and be he like, starts Dude, going for the door. Well, where, where you got all these guns hidden? Yeah, in everybody's houses. Although he's in his house, right? Yeah. This is that is the one that they're it, in right now? Is this his house? I don't know. It's or was a the house. other one? Maybe it's Jack's house. I don't know. Something with a piano. Didn't Jack's house have a piano? It did. Yeah. So maybe he's just in there playing the piano. Yeah. Uh, and Locke says, what are you talking about? And Ben turns to him and he says, they're here. And then. Who, Ben? Lost Who? Time. No time for questions. God. Flash cut. To Benjamin Linus waking up in the desert with a green Dharma jacket on, and then he throws up. He's like, "Bleh." <laughs> well, we zoom, we zoom out, and he's completely deserted. Deserted in the desert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if this is a flashback or flash forward. Right. Don't yeah, know. You never know. And uh, he notices he has a slashed boo boo arm. And two men on horseback around the corner with AK-47s and yell at Ben in another language. And one of the men pats Ben down. And Ben pulls out a small metal rod, which he kind of like smirks and then rapidly extends it and beats the guy and uses his gun to shoot the other guy off the horse. And Ben knocks the man onto the ground and holds the gun on him. And the man, the man says, surrender. And Ben says, oh, so you do speak English. And then he blunt force traumas him in the head. And Ben <laughs> takes the force. <laughs> ben takes the horse and he's off. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, wow. he's, he's like he's like James Bond all of a sudden. I know. Well, you know? I was getting more of a, especially a little while later, I was getting more of a like Indiana Jones wannabe. Yeah. He's kind of a badass here. Yeah. I like it. Uh, Cut back to Ben, Locke, and Sawyer gearing up, and Ben tells Locke to stay close to him since the people coming won't kill Ben, but they will kill John. And then back on the beach, Jack still looking at well, the he body also, that washed up. Yeah, he up. says like he says he wanted he wants Locke to survive. Yeah, he's like I need you to survive. And I was like, if you wanted him to survive, why did you shoot him then? Oh right, I forgot I did that. <laughs> yeah, this I know, is right? why I'm asking questions. Yeah, that's a that's a good first question. Mm-hmm. Here's Forgot a question about for thing. you, Ben. What Where you the shot fuck? him, and left him in. Uh, yeah, I got a mm-hmm. question. Um. So, yeah, back on the beach, Jack's still looking at the body that washed up. He's like poking it with a stick. He's like, yeah, yeah. And he asked Daniel Faraday. Yeah, because he's a forensics expert too. So he can be like, oh, well, he's been gone for this long. And sure, blah, blah, blah. he can read a body. No problem. No problem. No problem. Also, Bern- to- Bernard's shirt in this scene. Yeah. He's got, so he's wearing like a white shirt underneath another shirt. And the white yep. shirt is like very, it's too white. I'm like, Bernard, too white? your shirt would not be that white after three months on an island. Maybe uh, maybe found the downy fresh. No. He no? hasn't been to the the condos. Oh. Condo okay. complex. Well, maybe he washed it while the vault was open and then just uh, kept it for a very special day like today. Nope. No. Don't believe it. All right. So he asked, uh, Jack asked Daniel Faraday about if they know anything about this body 
which they don't, is what Daniel Faraday says. Mm-hmm. Um, Bernard has the idea to transmit back some beeps and boops to the ship, which Daniel Faraday says he could do if he had a few materials and a nine volt battery. Well, yeah, because they can't use it. They can't like use it as like a regular. They can't do a regular like walkie talkie, but yeah. they can do boops and bips. Right. So uh, Kate says that they got some stuff from the plane wreckage, and then Jack asked for a word with Bernard. Mm. Back to the chaotic scene at the village, Hurley is holding a screaming Aaron and Locke and Ben fortify using bookshelves, and Hurley asks how Sawyer is going to get back inside, which Ben says he's not. Outside, Sawyer's looking for Claire. Not okay. And some rando carrying wood is like, duh, what? And then, blam, get shot right in the chest. <laughs> and then all hell breaks loose. Gunshots ring out, and this rando gets shot. I already said that. Sawyer returns fire into the jungle and then makes a run for it. And he gets to a house that he thinks Claire is in, and kablooey, the oh. whole house blows up. <laughs> okay, so first, <laughs> when the randos were getting shot, yeah. I was like, Oh no, not log guy and <laughs> no, white we shirt need log guy. <laughs> not white shirt lady and pink shirt man. Yeah. Not I really these didn't think guys. that there was really anybody else at their village compound at this point. Yeah. But I didn't I either. Think, I, I mean I sort of remember when they all regrouped in the middle of the jungle that one night. Yeah. And like half and of them. And there was like a bunch way. of them. So I guess there's a bunch of randos. That yeah, there's a bunch too. of randos either either way. Because you got to have the randos so you can kill them off like this. Yeah, you and you're not kill killing them off every the... once in a while. Just yeah. Give them something stupid then you're like, oh, no, stakes are so high. All these randos are dying. Yeah, boy, Could I can't be believe us. it. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. So, so the house that Claire's in blows up. And I'm like, right. nah, she doesn't die off screen. It's not how she goes. That's not how she goes. All right. Flash cut. To Ben checking into a room in Tunisia, he tells the clerk that he is a preferred guest under Dean Moriarty. Moriarty, he, that's Shakespeare, not Shakespeare, Sherlock. Sherlock Holmes. Crossover. Yeah. Well, not really. Crossover? Not a crossover, but okay. Uh, <laughs> not at all. Scratch that. Dominic right. Monaghan, remember that was one of the things, one of my media recommendations? Yeah. He, Dominic Monaghan, Monaghan plays the voice of Moriarty. Oh, in right. the audible I remember we were Sherlock. talking about that not too long ago. It's so good. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. And yeah, Great Billy voice. Boyd is in it too. Mm-hmm. So uh, he asks her uh, the date, which she tells him it's October 24th, 2005. Then on so a TV. It's a flash forward, but not too forward. far in, a, not in too advance. Far. Only like a year. Yeah. Um. Uh, on a TV, Ben sees Saeed being chased by camera people, and Saeed says on the TV, he says, I just want to bury my wife in peace. Mm. Mm. So Saeed has a wife now. Hmm. Is it Nadia? Uh, Nadia business. Uh, back in the house uh, with Locke, Hugo, Ben, and Baby, Locke is demanding answers to all of his questions. And we're going to do a few lines here. Yeah, not all of his questions. He's not asking the right ones. No. You want to be Locke and I'll be Ben? Yeah, you do a good Ben. So I'm not going to take that from you. Okay. And you like to ask questions, so. Yeah. Right now, I need you to tell me what's going on. I think the technical term is shock and awe. They're trying to frighten me into surrendering. Well, why did they stop shooting? Was that, oh, Hurley says, 
Is that Claire's house? Claire was there! Hugo, get the baby away from the window. Put him in the back room. Hurley goes and Ben reloads a pistol. Oh, you said I need to survive this. Why? Because there's only one person that can help us now, and that's Jacob. And we have to go to him together. Then why did you shoot me last time? (laughs) Oh, no. Sorry, Locke doesn't ask that question. Nope, nope. Instead, he says, what makes you think I can find him? I I don't even know where the cabin is. I know, but Hurley does. And then outside, Sawyer yells for Claire and then finds her in a heap of scrap. She's dazed, but she's okay. She thinks it's Charlie for a moment, and Sawyer picks her up. Inside, Hurley goes to open the door for Sawyer and Claire, but Ben and Locke tell him not to open the door. But as Sawyer starts yelling to open the damn door, Hurley throws an ottoman out the window to allow them in. <laughs> Which and Dave pointed out easily could have been done by the other guys, too. That's what I was Throwing thinking, too. I was like, yeah. so much for fortifying. Um, but they all arm up and re-fortify. And there's a ding-dong at the door, and it's Miles, who they pull inside, and he has a walkie-talkie. And uh, Sawyer says, who the hell lets you out? And Miles says, the people who gave me this. And he says, they want to talk. Hmm. Back in Tunisia, a press truck drives up, and the Safari Ben gets out. He enters a building and heads up to the roof to snap some covert photos at yeah, of Yeah, so this Saeed is where he's like, because he kind of, he's got like a safari hat and a scarf, yeah. which I'm like, what do you got this scarf for? Right. Okay, you trying to be Indiana scarf? Jones? That's what you do, Sammy Joe. You don't want the sand to get down your shirt, you know? So you got to throw a scarf on, got to get the sunglasses, your safari hat. What? You know? The scarf yeah. is like useless. It's like a thin wisp of, of fabric. Right to keep the sand out doesn't uh, keep anything out so he goes to the roof he snaps some covert photos of saeed at a funeral and saeed looks up and catches him and ben runs away but saeed catches him and calls him a vulture and then he realizes it's ben who is taking the photos oh. and he says what are you doing here and ben says i'm here to find the man who murdered your wife and we're going to do some more lines Okay. Okie dokie. So you want to be Saeed? I'll be Ben? Yes. How did you get here? I came across the Syrian border. It's really not as difficult as you might. How did you get off the island? Your friend Desmond had a boat, remember? The Elizabeth. I followed a heading to Fiji. Then I chartered a plane. Why now? You remember the name Charles Widmore, don't you? The man who tried to convince you that the world that you're... Or to convince the world... That your plane was on the bottom of the ocean? What does it have to do with me, with Nadia? That there was a man at her procession. <laughs> that there? That there was <laughs> that, a man at her procession? was a man at her procession. <laughs> he goes by the name of Ishmael Bakir. He's one of Widmore's men. Ben takes a photo from his pocket and shows it to Saeed. It looks like it's from an automated traffic camera. (laughs) The man behind the wheel is the one Ben took photographs of from the rooftop moments earlier. Ben says, Bakir was was last seen five days ago in Los Angeles, caught by a traffic camera speeding away from the corner of La Brea and Santa Monica. I know exactly where that is, Sammy. Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah. Uh, That's three blocks from where Nadia was killed. Ben nods. (laughs) (laughs) Why would these people want to murder her? 
I don't know, but they did. Back in the mm-hmm. fort. I don't know about that. I think Ben <laughs> did it. You do? I do. Wow. Okay. It's dark. Dark Benjamin. Um, back in the fort, Miles convinces Ben to take the walkie-talkie. Consi- Miles convinces Ben to t- <laughs> take the walkie-talkie. T- Boy, Olaf really fried my brain and my <laughs> vocal cords. You're thinking about that onion too much. Yeah. Oh, God, I want that blooming onion. And because I'm they back. have And I'm back. Because they have his daughter, Ben grabs the walkie-talkie and talkies <laughs> to Kimi, <laughs> who is outside and beckons him to the window. He tells him to come out, and then he'll let everyone else go. Ben's not falling for it, And that's though. one of the gun bros from the boat. That's right. That's Kimi, man. That's Kimi. Well, you didn't call him that. You called him a gun bro. He's extra Kimi, this guy. <laughs> extra Kimi. Smooth and Kimi. <laughs> uh, ben is not falling for it, and he Crossover gives Kimi's- peanuts, peanut butter, rap. extra Kimi. Yeah. <laughs> he gives Kimi's rap sheet- uh, saying he knows exactly who he is and that they can dispense with the formalities. Uh, they then put, uh, they pull Alex out and put a gun to her head. Oh, and no, not Alex. <laughs> Actually, off. I really like Alex. She's kind of cool. She's kind of great. She's always scrambling around, running yeah, around, tearing around, shit up. Helping out, yeah. Uh, ben not offers a counterproposal. He says, you and your friends, you turn around. Walk back to your helicopter. You fly away and forget you ever heard of this island. Turn around. Kimi says, Look at what you see. Tell your daddy goodbye. And Alex grabs the walkie-talkie and she pleads with uh, her dad saying, They killed young Carl and Danielle. And Ben says, I stole her as a baby from an insane woman. She's a pawn. (laughs) Nothing more. She means nothing to me. I'm not coming out of this house, so if you want to kill her, go ahead and do it. And, and see, he's not her real father. Kimi shoots Alex right in the head. What? Bam. I did not see that coming. I didn't see that coming either. I thought he was going to wiggle his way out of this. Yeah, but he doesn't. No. Sometimes you wiggle wobble and you do fall down. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And Alex, she fell down. She oh, fell down. Bad Sammy. That's ben dark. just stands and stares in disbelief out the window, uh, mouth agape, and the camera mouth agape. <laughs> cranes slowly around from a side profile of Ben to the front, and Ben says, <laughs> "I love how that's the thing that you <laughs> you take you take your time to explain slowly." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's this great, great shot, great Sammy shot, Joe, great shot. And he says, "They changed the rules," and Uh-oh. Locke says, "What? <gasps> Who?" What rules? And then Ben stands ask up. why they want that. Just And he scrambles question. to his secret room. And Sawyer tries grabbing. He's secret like, hey, where the tunnel. hell are you going? And then inside the secret room, Ben pushes aside a bunch of clothes and opens another secret door. Secret so the secret room inception, oh Sammy Joe. You're right. Oh, my God. Does it get any you cooler? You drop down three levels. Yeah. I love it. It's a secret. Think of it. Incep, 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 shun, shun, shun. This is a secret island that you can't find anywhere. This is a secret village in the middle of a secret jungle on the secret island. Yeah. Inside one of the buildings that is nondescript with a secret 
room yeah. in one of the rooms with a secret door inside oh the secret God. room. It's like four <laughs> times Inception. Man. That's impossible. Good luck ever no finding that door. No one ever comes door. back from that. It's amazing. I love amazing. Secret, secret doors. It's great. Um, yeah. So he opens the secret door and it reveals a very ornate ancient looking stone door which he opens. Mm, it looks like it had symbols on it. Yeah, some symbols, some sort of hieroglyphics or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at a Tunisian bar, Ben watches a man from a distance and drinks his drink and the man gets up and heads out and Ben tries to keep up. And he tails him through the market and into the alley where the man gets a drop on Ben and holds a gun to him. And this is Bakir. And he says, who are you and why are you following me? And Ben says, my name is Benjamin Linus. And uh, Bakir's like, huh. And he starts to put his gun down. And Ben says, mm-hmm. and I need you to take a message to Mr. Widmore for me. And Bakir says, and what message is that? And then bang, a silenced gunshot goes off. And the man falls over, which reveals Saeed with a gun, who plugs the guy a few more times just to make sure. Yeah. Triple, quadruple tap, you know? He keeps shooting, even there, though there's no more bullets left. Yeah. He's just filled with rage. He's got murder in his heart. Mm-hmm. And Ben tells Saeed to go home. It's not his war. And Saeed says, I spent the last eight years of my life searching for the woman I love. I finally found her, and I married her, and I buried her yesterday. So don't tell me this is not my war. Benjamin, who's next? And Ben says, I'll be in touch. Mm. And then Ben walks away. And as he walks away, he, he slightly smirks to himself. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is Ben's he planned uh, this. happy place, you know? Yeah. Puppet Cut mastering. to Sawyer, banging on the door that Ben went in. And then Claire shows up. She's okay. And Ben comes back out and he says, okay, listen Hold to me on. very carefully. First of all. Yeah. Before you go any further, uh huh, Ben is covered in soot and dirt. Oh, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> and Sawyer is like, what were you doing in there? And let me answer that question for you, Pat. Okay, please answer that question. Okay, he says, I'm cleaning chimneys. What does it look like, James? Because that's what he would say. And then <laughs> he sings this song. Chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim cherry. My name is Ben Linus and I'm dirty. Chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim cherry. You killed my daughter, now I will kill you. If you blow up my house, I'll hide in a zoo. Wow. Because you think I like that zoo. Wow. Okay, also, you know what? I was like. I we start Dave and I started making the lyrics for this, but then I was like, of wait, course, how does the last part go? Do. And so we actually listened to it. Uh, wow. Just listen to the first few notes of this, okay? Okay. Just I pl- I sent it to you. Lost totally stole this. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like that's yeah, been in Lost. Very melodic riff. Yeah. Of which could be used in Lost. I agree. It 100% has been. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, well done. <laughs> <laughs> 
So he says, listen to me very carefully. I need all of you to do exactly as I say. In a minute, we have to run from his house, from this house, as fast as we can. At that moment, when I give the order, I want you to head straight for the tree line. And Hurley says, you mean towards the guys with guns? And Ben says, no, we want to be as far away from them as possible. And the house and everything starts to violently shake. And there's a lot Uh of noise. And they head outside, and there's a smoke monster going crazy. Oh, my, it's so big. It's this so big. It's the biggest we've ever seen. It looks, like, legitimately scary. Like, not yeah. like a little like little poof cloud. Right. No poof ball cloud. No. It's, uh, so yeah, did Rican. Ben summon this? He went down in the scary dungeon room, and he smeared dust on his face, chimney sweep on his face. <laughs> and, and that's, that's, how, you, that's how you bring it. You got to put charcoal yeah. On your face? Yeah, you got to do a little charcoal incantation. Dance, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but uh, the the smoke monster goes crazy and wreaks havoc on the commandos, tearing it up. And Ben tells John to head for the trees. And he needs to say goodbye to his daughter. And he goes to her and he kisses her corpse. Wow, <laughs> why did you have to say corpse? You I could mean, she's just dead. Like, kiss her. It's dead. You know? Yeah, but, you know, you didn't have to take it to that level. What? You corpse? didn't have to say corpse. <laughs> okay. All right. I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> At night on the beach, Faraday says he might have a signal, and he sends Morse code message asking about the doctor. A bunch of beeps and boops come back, and Daniel says, okay, they didn't exactly say what happened to the doctor, but your friends are fine. And the helicopter's coming back in in the morning. And Jack Hold says, on. And Kate is like, like this whole episode, or at least yeah. like uh, the, these scenes that, you know, on the beach. Yeah. We see Kate and she's like, she's just like having a great time this episode. Yeah. Like everything she's, she's like, oh, guys, this is so much fun. I'm having yeah. so much fun. Are you having so much fun? Like that's like Kate's role this episode. She's yeah. just grinning like a fool. She's just loving it. Yeah. Yeah. Just had to point uh, that out. Well, it's nice to see her just take a back seat for a little bit. Yeah, no? you know. Um, so Jack turns to Bernard and he's like, well, and Bernard says, he's lying. What the message said was, what are you talking about? The doctor is fine. And Daniel says, mm, nice, you know Bernard. Morse code. Yeah. Jack asked what Not that means. Not just a dumb old dentist after all. Yeah, right? What's his wife's name? Rose. Rose. <laughs> hey, Rose, did you see what I did? I was helpful, you stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why oh, don't you Bernard. go scrape some, some plaque off somebody's teeth, you dentist? God. Uh, so Jack asked what that means. The doctor is fine. And why are you lying, Faraday? And then Jack gets confrontational and like, asks... <sighs> And he's oh, all yeah. sweaty Big and breathing. Just, yeah. like he's just he's all amped up. He's got to get his juicy juice. Yeah. <laughs> and he asks if they were ever going to take them off the island, which Daniel says no. And Jack gets emotional. And he's oh. also looking a little pale. He's not looking so good. Cut to torch time in the jungle. Oh, and ben yeah. Arrives back with the group and Locke says he's sorry about his daughter. Locke says, that being said, you lied to me. 
<laughs> that being said, that being you said, lied to me. I know. <laughs> yeah, I love I that. I know your really? daughter just got shot in the head. But that being but said, that being said, you kind of lied. But that being said, that being said, it's just not a normal. Yeah. No matter a, no matter how you say it and in what context, it's just I don't said, I don't feel like it's normal. Yeah. That being Ever said, since we met that guy at the escape room who always said that being said, I yeah. say it a lot more in my normal life. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, that that's where said, we... I was like, where did that come from? I knew yeah. it was a, I knew it was an us thing, like it this group. It was an group. In- inside joke. But I was like, where did it come from, though? Like, who said it? Yeah. The, yeah. We went to an escape room escape- with all our friends. Yeah. And uh, the guy who was running the escape he room... He just kept saying that being said. That being said, as he was giving us the instructions, that being and it was said, hilarious, that being and it, be- it became an inside joke. <laughs> How did we joke. keep it together? <laughs> I have no idea. Well, it wasn't we must funny not until- have looked at each other. It wasn't funny until afterwards when we all started doing the, <laughs> the impression, you know? Because we would. <laughs> yeah, that, that being, being said. That being said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, really funny. Yeah. Great guy, though. We we did like him, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so... That being said, you lied to me. <laughs> you told me you didn't know what the smoke monster was. And Ben says, you can ask Jacob all about it when we go to the cabin. And then Sawyer. But Jacob is invisible. Sawyer asks about Jacob. He's not real. <laughs> tells them he's going back to the beach. And Claire, Miles agree to go. And Hurley too, which makes John pull a gun on Sawyer saying they need Hugo to show where the you know, the way to the cabin is. You yeah, because he knows. He knows. And Hurley, he's like, it's okay, dude. I'll do it. He agrees to help and de-escalates the whole situation. That's what he And he, he does. tells them he'll catch up with them later. And Sawyer threatens John saying he's he better not touch curly hair on his body. And then they head off into the jungle. And that's what he said about Kate, too. Right. Look at Sawyer being the island protector. Right? Oh, I love him. see it. Cut to Ben in a hotel room in London. Uh, not in a hotel room, just in a hotel lobby, yeah? yeah? And he tells the front desk clerk, he says, Oh, yes, I'm here to see Mr. and Mrs. Kendrick in 4E. And the guy's like, at this late night, you know? Yeah, I'm a prostitute, and they they both, they want me. Yeah, and I like, say, hey, look at me, up. look at my body. Yeah, and they're like, mm, it's fine. And he lets him Sorry, up. Sorry, sex worker. Ben grabs a baton out you know his old trusty baton and he enters the elevator and in the elevator he inserts a key to go up to the penthouse mm. and he walks that into a dark room that's not what he told the desk man Mm-mm, that it's was a not different 4E. place mm-hmm. um and what did the desk man see the numbers on the outside of the elevator yeah. go all the way up to if the penthouse? he was good but he was like eh, i'm just gonna go back and read my He's romance like, novel i'm gonna go back to my wordle here yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, Sam, uh, Sammy and Pat do lines. <laughs> so he walks, he walks into this dark room and he says, wake up, Charles. <gasps> and Charles. Wake up, Charles. I'm wakes. ready to play. Today. I think I'm mixing up songs. No, I think you're, I think you're good. <laughs> wake up, little Charles. Wake up. Oh, there you go. Wake up, Charles Whitmore. Get out of your bed before I shoot you in the head. I lost. I lost the. 
That's I all right. the rhythm. That's all right. All right, we got a good amount of lines here. You be Widmore, I'll be Cheer Ben. Cheer up, sleepy Jean. Now remember, oh, you just woke up. I, I wonder <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, Santa. He does at first kind of sound like him, though. Yeah, and I'm bit. like, well, he is the penthouse suite. It's just like, all right, all right Charles true. Woodmore, he's British. He's British. He's British. Okay. I wondered when you were going to show up. I see you've been getting sounds more like sun. Now it sounds like Charlie <laughs> or Spike. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Give me a do Woodmore for me. I wondered when you would. I wondered when you would show up. <laughs> I seen you getting more sun. <laughs> I think it's something I'll just like that. do uh, my Cockney accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do that. <laughs> uh, oh, I can only do it when I'm singing Chimp Chimney. Oh, I wondered when, when you, you were going to show up. up. <laughs> I see you been getting more sun. <laughs> ben says, Iraq is lovely this time of year. When did you start sleeping with a bottle of scotch by the bed? When the nightmares started. And Widmore pulls back the covers and pours himself a glass of McCutcheon. Good old McCutcheon. Whiskey? Whiskey. Scotch. Scotch. (laughs) Scotch, yeah. And he says... Much too good for Desmond. (laughs) (laughs) Why have you come here to kill me, Benjamin? Why have you come here to kill me, Benjamin? No, he doesn't say why. Have you come here to kill me, (laughs) Benjamin? (laughs) Fuck. Ben says... We both know I can't do that. Then why are you here? I'm here, Charles, because you murdered my daughter. Don't stand there looking at me with those horrible eyes of yours and lay the blame for the death of that poor girl on me when we both know very well I didn't murder her at all, Benjamin. You did. No, that's not true. Yes, Benjamin, it is. You creep into my bedroom in the dead of night like a rat. And have the audacity to pretend that you're the victim? I know who you are, boy! What you are. I know that everything you have you took from me. So, once again, I ask you, why are you here? I'm here, Charles, to tell you that I'm going to kill your daughter. Penelope, is it? And once she's gone, once she's dead, then you'll understand how I feel. And and you'll wish you hadn't changed the rules. (laughs) And I shift in my bed. You'll never find her. And then Ben turns to leave. That island's mine, Benjamin. It always was. It will be again. And then Ben turns slightly and he says, but you'll never find it. Then I suppose the hunt is on for both of us. I suppose it is. Sleep tight, Charles. And Ben walks out the door. Very ben James out. Bond-esque. Yeah. Ben out. And boom, lost title. Fucking knew it, Pat. I know he's got some, I mean, he's got to have something to do with the Dharma Initiative. Yeah. Gotta. Because okay. he said All it right. was always his. Yeah? Yeah. All right. I don't know why he can't find it now. I don't know if the island moves, but, you know, like it's on the back of a turtle, like Atlantis. Right. 
Yeah. Maybe it's that's what it is. a gigantic turtle. Just, yeah. He just swims. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Okay, you want some trivia? Sure. All right, so Ben speaks Arabic and Turkish. He asked the Bedouin? 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 Bedouin. Bedouin, thank you. You're welcome. If they speak these language languages. Mm-hmm. The pill bottle opened by Jack says amoxicillin, which is a common antibiotic. It does say amoxicillin? It does. Oh, all right. Well, it kills one of my... One of my predictions. predictions. I almost said prescriptions. <laughs> Ben's flash forward takes place October 2005, one year and one month after the crash of Oceanic Flight 815. Mm. And at this point in the show, we're three months? About or maybe three months. probably a little bit longer than that. Yeah, right around there, though. Okay. The passport that Ben uses... Hard to tell into... because nobody ever celebrates anything. Nah, I know. There's no no milestones here. <sighs> ben uh, has a passport and he uses it. it. It is Canadian, as can be seen from the front where he is opening the passport. At first, Canada is partially visible uh, in the fact that there are maple leaves imprinted on the document when it is open to his picture. So hmm. we know it's Canadian. The camera that Ben uses in Tikrit is a Nikon D100. Wow. Although the Nikon logo above the lens has been replaced by a random pattern, you know. Yeah, (laughs) because. That's what you do. That's what you do. Uh, And I knew that you were going to ask this question, so Mm -hmm. I just wanted to, you know, fill you in here. The lens used on the Nikon D100 is a Nikon 80 to 40, uh, 400 millimeter uh, telephoto zoom lens. Mm. Sammy Joe. Mm. I know that you I also really love when he was taking that. the photo of that guy the first time. The yeah. first photo he takes of him, like he doesn't take the photo because the guy is like drinking coffee. He doesn't take right. the photo where the guy has the coffee and it's not obstructing his face. He takes the photo when the coffee is obstructing his face. And I'm like, oh, yeah. come on, smart. rookie move. Good timing. Idiot. <laughs> uh, Charles Widmore is sleeping with a bottle of McCutcheon by the bed, which we know is the famous whiskey of that which he too did not let Desmond for Desmond. Yeah. Much very, too very good expensive. for Desmond. That's why I said that. <laughs> right. This is the first episode since Egg Town to feature Hurley saying, dude, his catchphrase, marking a four-episode oh. hiatus of the catchphrase and the longest in the history of the show. <laughs> wow. Did. <laughs> this was uh, the first episode of Lost to feature footage filmed outside of the United States. The London scene between Ben and Charles Widmore was filmed in London, actual London, due to Alan Dale performing on stage in the West End production of Spamalot during filming of the second block of season four. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Wait, but they had other scenes that were supposed to be in Scotland and and London and they weren't actually filmed there? Right. This is the first time. Crazy, huh? Uh, when what about ben Linus... when? What about when Jack was in Thailand? Yeah, that was all Hawaii. Oh, hmm. good figure. 
When Ben Linus checks into the hotel, he uses the name Dean Moriarty, which is one of the main characters in Jack Kerouac's novel On the Road. Oh, oh. I was going to oh. say, well, because I recognize Moriarty. I recognize Dean Moriarty, but I couldn't place it from where. And I was like, I don't think that's Moriarty's first name. Yeah. So that's it's, what it is. Because I, re- I read uh, James Moriarty. It is James. Yes. Thank yeah. you. I did read uh, On the Road. Not a fan. When Alex deactivates the security fence, she uses the combination 1623. Of course, 16 and 23, 23 are both of the show's prominent number sequence. Yes. And that's the trivia for this episode. Wow. Wow. Well, what's your favorite moment of Buffy? Probably when the troll guy calls uh, Buffy a minuscule blonde. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like uh, I like all of Olaf's declarations. His hijinks. Yeah, he's just fun. Yeah. yeah. I just like him. So okay, I guess my favorite moment is him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, what's your favorite moment of uh, Lost? I got a tie. So yeah. I really liked the Ben and Widmore face-off at the end. Uh-huh. But I also really like, I don't like Alex dying because I like her, but it was just very unexpected. Yeah. So... I liked it for the shock factor. <laughs> when so when Alex eats it. When Alex bites it. <laughs> when Alex bites it. I like it. it when Alex bites it. <laughs> Less people yeah. for me to keep track of. That's how yeah, I felt yeah, in yeah. Game of Thrones. I was like, thank God I could finally keep track of everybody in the last season. Right. <laughs> so there's only like six people left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I'm going to go with the smoke monster when the smoke monster comes out. Oh, I also yeah. really like the secret door, too, but I'm going to go with smoke monster. Yeah, you uh, like how uh, Ben is a chimney sweep? Yeah, like I was a chimney sweep, but I like more so that the smoke monster came through and just, just uh, wreaked havoc. That was yeah. a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, which episode wins? Lost for me, 1,020%. <laughs> I got to go Buffy. <laughs> what you like buffy more than this come on that's crazy that's yeah, crazy i did oh my god this buffy is is <laughs> it's just uh, so silly subpar i like subpar. the troll this is this is almost it's not quite as bad but it's uh it, it's close to uh was it doppelgangland zeppo no you zeppo. love doppelgangland oh yeah yeah i love i like that one zeppo yeah <laughs> the zeppo the ill-fated zeppo <laughs> I, I just it just blows my mind that you hate that episode or yeah. that you like that episode way less than like the go fish episode yeah oh yeah go fish is awesome it's <laughs> crazy to me what do you yeah. think's gonna happen next on buffy pat oh i have no idea i don't know i don't know uh we're gonna get more glory talk i guess i guess we needed a palate cleanser Mm-hmm. for this episode so i think next yeah we had a lot episode, of heavy episodes yeah i think next episode we're gonna get back with glory mm-hmm. and gang and uh uh something's gonna happen with dawn mm-hmm. i don't know what it is but uh i think she will fall into some sort of peril by the end of this season mm-hmm. and um uh yeah she's gonna find out the true nature of her not being real 
but then the whole conversation is going to be like, yeah, but you're as real as it gets and everything's great because you're my sister anyways. And it doesn't matter that you were just made up as a key. It's you're still very special to me. But then she like gets sent back into the ether and everything's fine. <laughs> Dawn does. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't think she sticks it out to the end of the, the series. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think, I think she's going to have uh She's going to have bad ratings as well, just like Riley. Yeah. And they'll be like, we don't need her. And the key will disappear. Into okay. the door. Uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever it unlocks. Yeah. So there you go. You can decipher that one. All right. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. I will try. Yeah. Cool. All right. What do you think is going to happen on Lost? Well, I think that Ben had Nadia killed so he could get Saeed on his side. And that's wow, why dark. That's why that guy was like, oh, you're Ben? Okay, let me put my weapon down. Okay? Hmm. Okay. I think Ben controls the smoke monster through some sort of chimney sweep ritual. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I think Jack has... Okay, so I got to rewrite this because I was saying, oh, may- I-, I was going to say I don't think he's taking antibiotics. I think he's taking opioids, mm-hmm. but I guess he's taking antibiotics. But okay. I think it's something more serious. I think he's got like an ulcer. Uh-oh. And then I think he gets onto the hard drugs and then he get you know gets onto the opioids and that's why in the future he's like, ah, give me my prescription. Yeah. You know, because like, so you think it starts on the island? Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. And I think he needs his juicy juice. <laughs> he always needs his juicy juice. Mm-hmm. Uh, media recommendations. What do you got? You start. I don't know if I recommended this already, but uh, House of the Dragon. Did I, did yeah, I recommend that? Yeah, you did. Uh, I had a feeling I did. You haven't watched Hocus, Hocus Pocus 2 yet? Oh, I did watch Hocus Pocus 2. So what would you think? I don't know if I can recommend it, Sammy Joe. <laughs> so you're you're in the same vein as your sister. You didn't like it. Yeah. Here's the thing. All the stuff with the witches, it's fine. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. But all, all the stuff with the new uh, with the new characters. Yeah. You don't care about it. The new young. No, it's so inconsequential and just not care city. Yeah. That like it really takes everything out of the whole story. That's what I have heard. Like the people who are re- are really against it. That's kind of the argument, and I get that. I'm just yeah. like I don't really care about them. I just care about the Sanderson sisters. So yeah, I do too. But I gotta have something to ground me in the story. Yeah. You know? Otherwise, it's just like it's like watching like a music video or something. Yeah. You know, you're just like oh, I know this. I recognize this. But I will say that the uh, the three witches are just as funny as they used to be. And it's actually quite incredible that they, you know, I know they have a lot of makeup on and stuff, but they still look basically the same. Yeah, they look great. <laughs> yeah, they look great and they're still funny. They're very physical. Yeah. Um, so it's, it, that's worth seeing. I, I loved the whole like updating of thing, you know, so like, you know, in the, in the original, how they all go to get brooms and yeah. Winnie gets the only broom. I think yeah. <laughs> Sarah has a mop. And then the third one, whose name I can never remember, but it's uh, Kathy. Najimi. Najimi. <laughs> um, she has the vacuum. Yeah. And I love how this time she has two Roombas. Roombas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
like that cracked me yeah. up. It's very silly. And then um, I gotta say though the 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 actress the young girl who plays young Winnie. Yes. Oh my God, she was phenomenal. Yeah, she looks like she, she looks like she her. looks like her. <laughs> she acted like her. Like she had the the movements down right. The mannerisms yeah. like, whew. Oof. Hand that yeah. girl an Oscar. It was funny. It was really good. <laughs> um, all right. Well, so there. That can be your all right. Not recommendation. Give it a half-hearted I guess, but... recommendation. <laughs> what What would you give it on a movie club scale? Woof. I'll give it like a five. Wow. So Maybe. better than Amelie. That's true. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> what do you got to recommend? All right. I got to, I got to recommend us. The Jordan Peele movie. Oh yeah, I saw the that. Second, oh, yeah, it was good. Terrifying. I, like I was that. like, Dave, let's watch some classic Halloween movies. And then it turns out he's actually seen a lot of them. I knew some he saw through Movie Club. Yeah. Um, but I was like, Oh, have you seen like Nightmare on Elm Street? And he was like, Yeah. I was like, Oh, all right. Well, let's yeah. not watch that then. Um, so then I was trying to think of like good classic Halloween movies, and then. I just like looked up a list and and us was on one and I was like, Oh, we haven't seen that. It's not a classic, obviously, but Yeah. I was like, you know it's gonna be good and terrifying. So yeah. Very yeah. terrifying. And I was like, I don't like this because my favorite episode of Buffy is Doppelgangland, and this is evil doppelgangers trying to murder you. Right. So it's too too close for comfort. Yeah. For me. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I think don't... I liked Get Out better, but Us is still good. Yeah, I think and I, I did seen too. Nope yet. I haven't either. Um but I will because yeah. I like his movies. Yeah. And I definitely feel like this didn't have as like this wasn't as much of a hard hitting kind of lesson as Get Out was. Mm-hmm. It was just like Okay, I'm terrified now. <laughs> and I I will say I was like uncomfortable and anxious the entire movie. Yeah. Which is great. <laughs> which is great. I <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean it was, you know, it was effective. Like yeah, yeah. I felt that way the whole movie. You know, like get out, you're you kind of like I mean, it's like weird, but like you don't really feel it until maybe halfway through and then you're like, yeah. "What the fuck? This took a crazy turn." How do you feel about the Ring movie? The original? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was okay. I think it's amazing. I think it's one of the best horror movies ever made. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think it's amazing. I should it's go great. back. And I remember watch seeing it. it in movie theaters when it first came out, and what an experience! Yeah, I definitely saw it in the movie theaters too when it first came out has some great jump scares and the way it ends too. And then you think it's done and then there's like a whole other half hour that twists. Yeah. It's great. Directed by Gore Verbinski, same director as Pirates of the Caribbean. I did not know that. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. Well, he certainly put Gore. Gore. Not really. The movie. It's not really a gory film, but... No. I do know that sometimes, like when my hair was longer and darker, I would do <laughs> the. Turn into the ring girl? I'd turn into the ring girl and I'd just like yeah. get out of the pool and, you know. Right. Do that yeah. whole thing. But. It was funny, like after after the uh, 
after you'd see the movie, your phone would ring and you're like, oh, I Duh. Didn't pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. Good times. Yeah. I definitely remember after seeing that movie being like afraid that night. Sure. Like being like, all yeah. right, I'm I'm unsettled, you know. Yeah. I need to like watch, you know, something nice, read something nice. Yeah. Little. Yeah. But I think I only saw it once. I don't think I ever saw it again. Yeah, I saw it a few times. Like The Strangers. Only needed to see that once. Yeah, I only need to see that once as well. (laughs) I did, although I did say to Dave, I was like, oh, hey, you want to watch this? And he was like, nope, you've already told me about that. No, thank you. (laughs) And I was like, all right. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's probably probably good. I do want to see The Watcher, though. It's a Netflix one. Oh, yeah. That that, that isn't a show? I think it's a show. Oh, is it? I thought it was just a movie. I think it's a show. I know it's by one of the guys who does American Horror Story. Oh, you're right. It is a show. Yeah. That's probably why we haven't watched it. Yeah. Because. Yeah. I heard it's good, though. I think Melissa yeah. watched it. She oh, liked yeah. It. Yeah. Naomi Watts. Nice. Yeah. Mia okay. Farrow. Huh. All right. Well, what cool. do you say? Should we wrap this thing up? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I have a question for you. Have you watched the Dahmer <laughs> thing? No. No, I have no interest, won't watch it. Too dark, too (laughs) twisted. Yeah. I also, like, I was listening to this um, thing on NPR where they were talking about this resurgence of, you know, just, like, interest in true crime and serial killers. Yeah. And how, like, I have, because, like, I'm interested, right? But, like, I have an issue, a moral issue with people recreating movies documentaries whatever because then i'm like who's getting the money like is, is yeah. the are the profits from this going to the victim's families do Go they straight to ryan murphy yeah like do they yeah. want it to be dug up again no right. probably not and i think like that's kind of what that's kind of what some of the people were saying on this npo uh, npr um thing that i was listening to and and then, you know, someone else, like one of the panelists was like, so like, what what are we learning, though? Like, what's the point? Why are, why are we making these? Are we learning something new? And one panelist said, well, specifically with the Dahmer series, there was so much, so much that the police were ignoring or unwilling to do, mm-hmm. partially because Dahmer was killing black gay men. So yeah. the idea that like, number one, this is a population that clearly the police just didn't care about. And number two, just in general, the police like not following up, doing their job, not believing other people. Um, so the idea that like, mm, maybe the police like aren't necessarily always doing what they should be doing. And like, you, you kind of need to be vigilant, like citizens. Yeah. Um. So... But I'm still like, yeah, okay, like, cool, you know, make something that's like on trend anti-police that also goes along with the serial killer trend. But like, at the end of the day, are you really doing any good? Are you really teaching anybody anything? Or are you just like, are you just yeah. like re-traumatizing all of these victims' families? <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I'm always split on like how, you know, how and when movies come out and 
you know i i always feel like eh you know it's a piece of art like it can kind of be whatever it is or wants to be and then whoever watches it watches it and yeah. <laughs> whoever doesn't doesn't um but yeah i don't know personally i just don't have any interest in it just because it's just it's too messed up it's too messed up yeah i, I, I mean and I, I know a few things about the case and it's just i can't i just can't you know, I can't let that enter my palate. I know. Well, and I think that's another thing, too, is like the desensitization. Yeah. You know, it's like, do we need to be watching all of this shit? Like, yeah. I f- but I feel the it same too. way. It's like, it's like a huge hit. I know. And like, that makes me disgusted. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, I yeah, I don't I don't have What's any plans to watch it. Us humans. I don't know. But sometimes <laughs> I'm like, I just got to watch nice things. Like, let me just yeah. watch the Great British Bake Off, you know? Just <laughs> yeah. Like, this is a competition show, but everyone's nice. They're like, oh, do you need help? Yeah. They're not like, right? fuck you. Get out of right. my way. God. So, it's just so Tripping people. Watching the British Bake Off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Let's yeah. close this out. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Yeah. Uh, listen, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all the places. Leave all us five star review on Apple Podcasts. And what else? And if you haven't watched our phenomenal album uh, commercial, <laughs> yeah, go check that out on YouTube. Yeah. Or Instagram or Facebook. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at KickStreamPod. And we're also on YouTube if you search Kicking and Streaming. Tell us what your favorite moments are. We love to hear from you. Support us on Buy Me a Coffee. BuyMeACoffee.com slash KickStreamPod. Did you see, actually, I had a, I had a conversation with somebody in French on oh, our on our instagram yeah oh wow someone cool. someone was like oh this is the best season and i said they said it in french and then i said uh-huh. in french i i like season i prefer season three because i miss oz and uh-huh. they said season three is great because you had the mayor and faith and wesley and oz wow yeah look at that i was like look at me using my That's french great. yeah and they actually understood Parlez-vous. me you know parlez-vous yeah. oui <laughs> okay, so you can also send emails to kickstreampod at gmail.com and check out show notes for this and every episode at kickstreampod.com. And, and always, always remember, remember that, that streaming, streaming is, is better, better when you see Olaf. Oh, and Olaf. <laughs> as long as you take away his troll hammer because you don't want him to smash the TV. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Okay. For episode 87. 87. Good year. Yep. Right. Okay. Bye.